Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> From the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay and Ray. Hey, 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 pipe down the football party. Hey, we're talking to America here. Hey, we are live. We are on the air and we're talking to everybody listening in America and Burkina Faso Australia, all around the world, not just America. We are live. You are listening to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you live on a Friday night, September the 22nd, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. I'm pumped because I'm back home. I'm on a real microphone. I can actually be heard and understood. And I'm ready to rock and roll and talk about that, whatever that was. That was week two in the NFL. Uh, Jay, how you feeling tonight? I'm just glad that week two is over, and I somehow managed to survive that week still having the lead. <laughs> yeah, 5-9-2 uh, and two for you, 7-2 seven, seven and two for me. Uh, just like you in week one, I feel very blessed, just hashtag blessed, to go 500 in week two uh, because it could have been uh, a lot worse. Uh, yeah, you're only two games worse than me, uh, much better than me, uh, being three games worse than you in week one. So putting us both underwater after two weeks, I'm 12, 18 and two, you are 13, 17 and two. A lot of time to make it up, a lot of time to figure out who's real, who's fake, who's uh, worthy of their lofty positions uh, so far in the NFL and who probably needs to uh, be knocked back a notch or two. I'm sure we're going to cover all that tonight. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to to hand out some awards, look back on the totality of week two. You know, uh, I I give my awards on that Thursday through sort of right up until the kickoff of the next Thursday game. So that to me is our NFL week. Uh, so once you know kickoff starts on Thursday night football as it did uh, last night. Uh, now we're into the. That's that's week three for me. So even though there are things that happened yesterday that could potentially, or you never know, be award worthy, we're not here to talk about week three. We're here to talk about week two and then pick the games for week three. I'm not here to talk about the past. Well, we, we do talk about the past uh, in week two. We go back and do our little recap, give our awards, the best, the worst, the smartest, the dumbest, et cetera, uh, for week two in the NFL. And this week it will be me that has the uh, honors to do that, being that I won week two. Uh, So I'll get right started off the bat. The best about week two in the NFL to me uh, was actually the whole Monday night football deal with the two games. Uh, The doubleheader that they used to do in week one, but that was like a true doubleheader where they had game two on the West Coast starting 
somewhat after game one. This is different. This is where they can take any two games, doesn't matter what part of the country it's in, because they're not going to have them go one uh, and then the other. They're going to have them both playing basically at the same time. One's going to start an hour later than the other. And I like it because uh, it's not a new concept, but I, I like it because you don't have to stick with one game if it's hot garbage. And what we had Monday night in the first game, that was hot garbage. Nobody needed to stick with the uh, Saints and Panthers because that was just bad football. It wasn't entertaining. It was dull. It was boring. Uh, It was a yawn fest. uh, I'm sorry. Just talking about the game makes me – I apologize for that. That was very unprofessional of me. yeah, having uh, Brown Steelers as the other option, very welcome. Thank you very much for that, NFL. I'm, uh, we're going to see it again week three, and I'm sure we're going to see it more uh, going forward. I would expect it more in the future. I don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing where they try to do it every Monday night, but I can see, uh, you know, they'll roll it out. Kind of like the, 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 you know, the Britain games where they just had the one, yeah. and then they had two, and then they had three, and then they had four. They just kind of kept slowly rolling out more and more. So I can see them doing that Monday night thing, uh, doubleheader uh, more often in the future. I liked it. I didn't mind it. Uh, I liked the little, I, I liked that going into Monday night, especially, you know, as a, as a fantasy player, as a, as a DFS player, it allowed me to play two showdowns and the two game slate, which I thought was kind of unique. Um, I liked that setup. Uh, I actually profited on the two gamer. Uh, didn't do too, didn't do too well on the, uh, New Orleans Carolina game because <laughs> uh, that was a complete snooze fest. That was absolutely terrible football. And then the, uh, the 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 second game, that Pittsburgh Cleveland game, ended up being watchable, even if they didn't let us see everything that happened. If you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, which probably didn't want to see, but that game ended up being uh, you know more more tolerable, a uh, little, little higher scoring, I think, than people were expecting. Um, and, and definitely a more watchable football game than, than Saints Panthers, which felt like, uh, it felt like one of those old Thursday night games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just everyone has to have a primetime game and here's the Panthers one on Thursday, on Thursday. Yeah. Usually that's how it goes, but they decided uh-huh. to stick them on uh, Monday night, but this is the best way to stick them on Monday night is to have another game going at the same time where if you get tired of this garbage here, turn yeah. over to something else and then. God, thank you for that, uh, NFL. Very, very and we good. Get, and we pushed, we pushed on that one. Uh, we did. Uh, and I believe we barely covered the second game. Yes. Uh, we both uh, had the same games on Monday night, and New Orleans yeah. by three over the Panthers was indeed uh, a push, our second push of the week. Um, and the and the uh, Steelers, uh, no, that wasn't a barely cover because the Steelers are dogs in that game to the dogs, oh, to the Browns. Okay. So we were, so we both actually had, I, for some reason, I, yeah, for some reason I kept thinking the Steelers were favorites, but no, that, that's probably why we picked them. <laughs> right. Because Val, Brown, value pick. very few teams that Brown should be favored uh, over at this point. Uh, so who did you think uh, was uh, uh, the man or I am for the, uh, for the best of week two for you? Who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I give. I, sometimes you gotta give the flowers, but before you know, you can't anymore. I kind of did that with Miami and Tua in in week one, uh, and they played well again. Uh, you know, they they took care of business again and got a nice tough win. Uh, Tua apparently can't lose to Bill Belichick. 
Uh, evidently. Uh, no, I'm, gonna, I'm giving this to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, ugh, it just hurts me to say it, but <laughs> two, week, two weeks in, it, when you're two weeks into a season, and I don't care who you play, and you're plus 60, you're doing something Man. right. Plus 60 in two weeks. They are the anti-Minnesota Vikings. Um, they put a 40-burger on the Giants in week one and follow that up with the Jets, the Aaron Rodgers-less Jets, and put up a 30-10 to 10 on them. And uh, yeah, Zach Wilson, that, 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 that's not going to work out. Uh, one... <laughs> One one Joe Montana football slant to Garrett Wilson to the house was about all the Jets could muster against the Cowboys, who so far, through two weeks, uh, they look pretty legit. Um, you know, that's why I said it's only two weeks, so you know, real or fake, it's got a long time to pan out. But Dallas definitely is probably, I would say, right up there with the Niners, as those probably and the Eagles, right, as the top teams in the NFC and. You know, we know Dallas's problems don't start until you know Wild Card Weekend. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to come out, make a statement early in the season, beating your division rival by 40, and then whooping the Jets and 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 that you know all the talk about them and the you know what what hot shit they were going to be this year, um, even if it's with Zach Wilson, Dallas put 30 up on that Jets defense. So Dallas to me, best of the week. Yeah, well, well deserved. Uh, Zach couldn't do anything else after uh, Gary Wilson because the whole rest of the game before that and afterwards. I see dead people. Man, they were just <laughs> swarming his ass. He didn't Ghost have time boy. to do anything. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, that. Uh, well, and 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 again, for all the people who were and we weren't, uh, you know, you know, knobbing the Jets pretty hard before the season started with Aaron Rodgers back there, still forgot that offensive line, not very good. No, and he knew it. And Rodgers knew it. He was already recruiting before he got hurt. Right. So the things that he had, you know, the one thing he had in Green Bay was he usually had pretty competent protection. Uh, Did not have that in New York. Uh, He lasted all three minutes and 15 seconds. And then Dallas, and, and again, Dallas is special up front. They're one of those teams that just, they just they get after it up front. But you had to see that Jets schedule was not going to be yeah. the easiest schedule, and uh, Dallas came after them. Uh, blue and Jersey, the uh, the, the Jets, uh, it's not getting better after after two weeks. No, it isn't, and I was not surprised by that anyway. I mean, I knew we didn't have much chance against Dallas. You know, after Rodgers got hurt, I mean, you knew he was going to have a lot of trouble. And uh, your offense, the um, Cowboys' offense is just too strong. We had to rely yeah, that, on we had to rely on our defense. Our defense uh, couldn't muster it. Yeah, I you know they it's not it's not like the Jets didn't try. Like they were you know hitting the the Cowboys and trying to bow up and and do all they could. It's just uh, when you turn early the ball on, back yeah. over. Yeah, early, but when you keep going out on the field when the Jets keep turning the ball over, the, the defense just wore down. You you can't play 40 minutes on the field as the defense and still have any any kind of oomph left, you know? No. No, you can't. Uh, you know, making I, one making one big mistake after another, yeah. you. Was, yeah. And, of course, I don't trust Wilson as a quarterback anyway. I mean, I knew that 
when he got the uh, Neither do they. position. I knew the Jets were in trouble. Uh, but you, uh, I hate to say it, Dre, but you undersold the Cowboys. That was a that was forty two minutes time of possession. Excuse me. Wow. Please, uh, my apologies, Cowboys Nation. I did not mean to short you two minutes. Yeah, forty two to eighteen. That's uh, that, that's yeah. an ass whooping. There's there's no other way to put that. Oh, it's it worse than that. But. <laughs> Well, is there light uh, at the end of the tunnel, or, or is that a train coming, uh, uh, Lou? Is that is this just over for the Jets this season completely? No, no, no. I wouldn't say it's over. You know, you can't you can't judge for just two games of the season. But I knew they were going to lose this weekend against Dallas. I mean, that was a question, especially after you know the loss of Rodgers. If we can get a good third uh, third quarterback, I think we're going to be a lot better than this. And I do think that we have a chance to beat the Patriots this weekend. I mean, let's put it this way. The Patriots are not the same Patriots that we all once knew. This is not Tom Brady's Patriots anymore. And how many times do you lose to the same team? I mean, come on, 18 in a row, something has to give now. They do. Uh, ask Dre. He's the Bears fan. So I don't want to talk about <laughs> I'm not trying to talk about them either. I'm, also I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm not here to talk about them either. No. Don't, no. don't get me started about them. <laughs> Uh, Lou, uh, that, that's just nothing you can do about the, the Cowboys game. You just take your licks and, and come back. I, I understand it's not Brady's Patriots, but it's still Belichick's Patriots. That seems to be the issue, that, that Zach Wilson can't deal with Belichick's defense. So that that's going to be the uh, the challenge this weekend. But still, they're not the same team with that. Because, I mean, since Brady left, the Patriots haven't really been, you know, haven't done much. No. No, they they haven't done too much, but it's it's, yeah. it's going to be low scoring. Yeah. I do. I will say that. I will spoil that pick. Yeah, uh, I love that. Well, you like the under? Is that what you're oh, saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> not not a lot of points in that one. A big defensive game. Uh, for sure. Uh, Lou, uh, best of luck in in week three. Hopefully, things will turn out better than than week two. It can't get much worse than week two. No, really can't. I'll uh, be discussing Lou, uh, week three on my show tomorrow. So, ah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I call the Enhanced Sports Show tomorrow from four to six p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, number call is five one two five four three four six six two. Yes, we're going to cover week three of uh, the NFL. Also, your college picks. Uh, we'll also discuss the uh, Hall of Fame uh, nominees, though not all of them. So you came out with that. Uh, MLB as the uh, playoff races heat up. And uh, yes, for those special interests, the WNBA playoffs for set for uh, special interest. So if you had time between four and six tomorrow on the East Coast, uh, give the show a call. The more the merrier. That's the way I like it. All right, folks. There it is. Good night, Lou. Uh, yeah, the infamous Lou in Jersey. The if you need that WNBA fix, folks, Lou and you know, Jersey's got it for you. I, I had it all set up after he left to make a WNBA joke. Like, oh, come on. I wanted to, it, They're doing it. So I can't make him <laughs> a joke now. Oh, so you you um, got to go after you got to go after that demo. Yeah, they, uh, the very hot WNBA demo. You know, the. There's a ratings argument about uh, the, you give the women more time and they get more and more ratings, which 
Okay. I mean, I don't ever have to watch it, but at the same time, I don't have to hate on it. If they want it, the more they want to put on, fine by me. Uh, soccer, women's soccer, WNBA. Uh, they, they had a volleyball game somewhere. It was in Nebraska. And oh. uh, they, they got them to fill up the football stadium for it. So it was like the wow. biggest volleyball attendance ever. It's like 97,000 thousand or something. Uh, okay. Awesome. Great. Good for them. No, no hate for that at all. You know, the, the more the merrier, like, like Lou says. Um, all right. Uh, from that, we go to uh, the, the worst uh, of the week. The worst. The worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. Uh, oh, there, there's another. There's a less profane drop for the worst that we could possibly use. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Might be a little better than, uh, than Earl Weaver there. Um, the Monday night doubleheader was the best of the week to me. Oh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the second part of that doubleheader was the worst to me. Um, the the agony of of the knee and and Nick Chubb and um, I. You referenced it a little bit where they won't they wouldn't go back and show the replay of exactly uh, how bad he, his knee got crunched yeah. and bent to the to I the mean, other side. Anybody who wants to see it has seen it. I saw it. Right. I didn't even want to see it. Right, and I taped it and didn't see it live. And, you know, was bouncing back and forth at that point and, you know, read about it and heard about it. And I, and it's still taped. It's still on my DVR and I, and I still haven't gone back to see it. And I don't know if I'm going to, I might just delete it yeah. and, and not even watch it. I, Cause I saw somebody reference it on Twitter talking about the sound that he was making. Like he doesn't need whoever that was oh, the, saying, the, they the, don't need to the see scream the scream of agony yeah. and then right. the groan, like the reaction from the fans. Apparently, if mm. they showed it up on the scoreboard or right, right, they're like, oh, like that. yeah, that, like mm-hmm. the gasps from the fans. Um, no, that was um, th- that was that was. Uh, and I still haven't even officially heard what's the official diagnosis. Apparently, they're still counting all the ligaments he tore, and they haven't finished yet. It's it's yeah. bad. It's, it's, it's lots really of bad. CLs. There's probably mm-hmm. CLs that we don't know exist. Right, we got A, we got M, we got P. Um, there there yeah. might be others uh, after that. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, it's, when you get your knee twins, twisted and bent like that to the to the, oh. to the inside, uh, that that's not a good one. We we know he's out uh, yeah. for a year. That much we know. Le- legs were not meant to go that way. Um, so we, we we're doubling up on here. I I, I had this yeah. my letdown of the week. Um, oh okay. Was Nick Chubb? You know, is he's just. He was always there, one of the top producers, one of the best pure runners, uh, never really featured much, much as, a, as a receiver. But just from a pure runner standpoint, he kept them in a lot of games. Like they could just lean on him and turn around and just put the ball in his gut and he would go. And now and then Kareem Hunt was gone, so he was finally the star of the show. And even in this game, they were feeding him. I want to say he had 10 carries before he got hurt, which was really early in the game. So yeah. – they were featuring him a lot, but as I have it written here, I wrote Nick Chubb's season and leg go sideways. Mm. Yeah, poor guy. There's a reason for that, by the way. It's because that's now two, two for two running backs that I drafted this season oh, out no. with knee injuries for the season. Yes, I drafted J.K. Dobbins oh. and I drafted Nick Chubb. And two you're probably sitting there after your draft, like, oh yeah, I'm got the backs, I got the backs that I want, and I'm ready to rock, and let's go for the season. And uh, well, uh, 
There's always backups. I hope Javante Williams and Isaiah Pacheco have full life insurance policies because apparently I'm <laughs> out to next. kill everybody. Yeah, you're <laughs> Goldberg. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you, folks. Oh, um, yeah. The worst. The worst of the week was not just Nick Chubb. It, it went further with Cleveland. They lost the game, of course, but it, it was the way they lost. It was the Chubb injury. Uh, mm-hmm. Two defensive touchdowns for the Steelers, too much uh, to overcome. Right. And Deshaun Watson was part of the worst Man. because his play was about as ugly as that knee injury, however ugly it might be. Like, was yeah. was he trying out for Colorado State? Just cheap shots and face masks and multiple face masks. I don't know if I've ever seen the quarterback take two face mask penalties, not receive face masks, given face mask penalties. Right. Two stiff arms as he's trying to scramble, and he decides to grab onto the face mask twice and and wrestle the defender to the ground and got flagged twice for that. Oh, and he shoved a referee, which he's lucky he didn't get thrown out for that or suspended or something. Yeah, he's lucky to even be playing this week. He is the unreturnable gift for the the Cleveland Browns franchise and fan base. (laughs) Oh, he's the white elephant elephant gift. Oh, my God. You you don't deserve that. I shit on Cleveland a lot, but you don't deserve Deshaun Watson. We knew that was a joke and a mistake when they when yeah. they did it. All the guaranteed money and and the fact that they just went out of their way to go get this guy that nobody wanted to touch at that time. And uh, I, I was afraid that the play wouldn't come back just because he doesn't seem to be that mature of a person to put all that on the back burner and go back to the Deshaun Watson that we saw in Houston. I'm I'm not calling it, but I'm afraid we may never see that guy again just because uh, he, he's too much of a, of, a, of a mental case. Like, what are you doing and, grabbing and, and they gave him, Well, especially somebody who you give the bag to for no reason. Yeah, didn't have to do that. Did not have to guarantee all that money for him. Instead of giving him an incentive-laden contract, I mean, Cleveland basically outbid themselves. They did the, the Texas Rangers A-Rod contract. Uh, they were no, they bid against themselves. <laughs> two fifty. Wait, did anyone else think two fifty two? Wait, uh, guys, you, you, you're already in the lead. Okay, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what they did. They did not have to go after uh, Watson that hard because nobody else was trying to really do anything with them uh, in the face of all the allegations. But but they did it, and now they're they're sort of uh, reaping the benefits or, or uh, ruining the day, so to speak. Uh, so your worst uh, of uh, week two? Uh, boy, this one uh, really. How about this? Nothing on the field. I'm giving this one to fans because, oh boy, did we have a bad weekend, a, ba- a bad week two for fans in the NFL? Um, we end up getting a. Thankfully, or not thankfully, we live in the social media cell phone camera era where we now get to see fans uh, getting thrown around in the seats. We get to see a guy who gets uh, charged with assault beating another fan on the stairs in the stadium, just repeatedly just wailing on this guy, punching him in the head. I believe that was Saints Panthers. Uh, We have another fan in the Patriots Dolphins game who gets into an altercation, gets punched and then dies later. They're not sure yet if it's related. They think it might be medical, but who knows? I mean, let's say you get you get into a fight ball game and you're an old guy, and a couple hours later you keel over dead. Well, just saying, the fight might have had something to do with it. 
Uh, and then we have the case of Alexander Madison, who was sent racist texts telling him that he should die. Um, more than 60 of them, and he posted a few of these, whether it was uh, Instagram, but he posted some of these screenshots that he got. And yeah, it's, you know, it, it's if you want to send a DM or a message direct to a football player who's out there in the social world and tell them they suck, whatever, you do you. But if you start dropping in the N-word and wishing death upon people, that's you've taken that to a whole new level. Bad fans are my worst of the week. I, I, he probably was on the guy's fantasy team, and he's just, you're costing well, me talking, money. I mean, you know what? You want to critique Alexander Madison for being ass so far this season? You are absolutely 100% entitled to do that because it's true. He's been terrible. But you don't – you sprinkle in the other stuff, and that's just terrible. So you start sending racist messages and death – not death threats, but basically telling the guy to go kill himself. Yeah. Um, that's that's a whole nother level of awful. So, yeah, we have, we have fans getting – beat up fans getting in fights and dying and, and racist texts. But what a bad week for NFL fans. Well, it, it's good on Madison for sharing that and letting everybody know and getting a glimpse into uh, how ugly some of this stuff can get. But I promise you guys get that every week. Yeah, who is fantasy related, gambling related or oh, whatever, sure. or just team related. Just my, my team lost to you. So yeah. you must be a, a N word. Um, but for whatever reason, Turn off. <laughs> Whatever the reason, I'm sure these guys get stuff like that every single week. And, yeah, it, it doesn't make it any less uh, good or uh, it, it still sucks. It's just awful. Um, but the people that do that know it's awful and do it anyway. So it doesn't really uh, affect them or concern them if we call it awful. Right. But, yeah. So it's uh, it, you can Google this. The he, he, There's screenshots of this that he posted. I'm not reading any of this stuff. It's not worthy of putting somebody somebody wants to see this go find it you know and uh yeah just an awful weekend multiple recorded fights somebody dies and then that that yeah not not i would for for the fans i would suggest that whoever needs to see that is the type of person only the type of person who doesn't believe that stuff happens or doesn't believe that guys get stuff like that uh maybe you can go find that and look it up but I, yeah. th- there's no way that that's uh, an isolated thing. I'm sure guys get that all the time uh, in, in, in all sports, not just the NFL. Right. All right. Uh, on to the smartest of the week for me. Uh, speaking of getting the bag and speaking of getting money. Hey, look what happens to the Kansas City Chiefs when you give Chris Jones the money and get him back in the fold. Chris Jones... Back in, it's not the full bowl. They didn't give him, you know, $100 million. They just basically paid off the fines that he was uh, accruing for uh, for holding out the uh, as long as he had. But they made it good. They made it good enough for him to decide to come back to the fold, gets back on the field, boom, makes plays, uh, flying around, one and a half sacks, Chiefs win, the offense struggles, so they really needed him out there because if the Jaguars uh, got any kind of offense at all, they would have beaten the Chiefs uh, uh Kansas City's offense is definitely not looking very good. Uh, Clark leads a, a great defensive effort, four sacks of Justin Lawrence uh, as a team, uh, hold them to 5.3 yards per throw. Uh, Travis Etienne held to 40 yards rushing, zero trips to the end zone. 
uh, and the Chiefs won a very close one by eight, and they needed it, and they were desperately trying not to go 0-2, and they got it in a defensive effort, which definitely shocked me. I thought that was going to be over uh, by a lot, but it was not. It was uh, it was a grinding uh, defensive effort led by Chris Jones that led the way, and very smart to get him back on the field, and Travis Kelsey, too. Well, I, I have the other side of that game coming up in another award later. So, uh, But let's not forget, yes, they got Chris Jones back, and that's great. The Chiefs also only gave up, without Chris Jones, they only gave up 14 points to the Lions offense, mm. that, you know, that high-flying Lions offense, they only gave up 14 to them in week one, uh, minus Kadarius Toney scoring seven points for the other team. So <laughs> that's two really strong defensive efforts in a row. And in fact, we even lamented in week one about the wasted defensive effort by the Chiefs. So maybe the Chiefs are going to be, you know, sneaky good on defense, which is not what we expect. Uh, they're going to need it uh, until the offense gets back on track, until oh, uh, Pat Mahomes it's, it's figures out a way to get these guys involved. It, it's September Chiefs right now, right? Sure. <laughs> they, they, they've got a long way to go to figure it out. But, but yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of struggling right now uh, at the beginning of the <laughs> well, yeah, Don't worry. I have the other side <laughs> of that game all taken care of. Ah, got it. Uh, but you're smartest of the week. Uh, I'm going to go to a, a game where – you know, in week one, we talked about, and it's almost the same as it was in week one. You have a team that realizes, hey, we have the best player on the field. Maybe we should use that guy. In week one, it was the Packers and Aaron Jones. Well, I'll tell you who it was in week two, which is sad because they probably ended up getting the guy hurt. That was the Giants and Saquon Barkley, who mm-hmm. after basically getting run out of the building down in Arizona in the first half decided, wait a minute, <laughs> I feel better, <laughs> and decide that, oh, hey, maybe we should be giving the ball to 26, who takes over, completely takes over that game in the second half, uh, to the point that he basically gets himself hurt. Just like Aaron Jones did. He had to carry the Packers against the Bears, gets himself hurt. Saquon Barkley waits until the very end of the game, trying to ice that thing away, uh, making plays all over the place, and, and then he gets hurt, so, so now he's out. We saw the result of what Saquon Barkley less Giants looked like last night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that wasn't pretty. And uh, for one for one half, you know, so they've played 12 quarters of football, the Giants have. Two of them have been productive, and it was good enough for them to come back all the way uh, from a 21-point deficit to beat the Cardinals. But, yeah, realizing you have the best player and utilizing that guy, that's a smart move. Wait, I feel better. <laughs> Yes, I can stand. I can walk. I can mumble. Yeah, that's Now, what stood out to me about that game was how the Giants let Josh Dobbs, of all people, just yeah. kind of run all over them. He's running in touchdowns. He's flexing on them. He's yelling. And yeah, and that's, a, that's a problem. you got a real team problem when you're letting Josh Dobbs go and flex on you like that. You trailed the Cardinals by three touchdowns. The Arizona Cardinals, and somehow you got the win because the cards turned into the cards and because you said, wait, I feel better, and started to use your your best player. Uh, Now, a smart person would have witnessed all that and said, there's no way they're going to come back three nights later uh, and compete on Thursday night. I am not a smart person. And I took the points with the Giants Uh, on on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, when it got to halftime of that game, 
and the commenters on the game going into halftime were talking about how the Giants been outscored sixty to nothing. Right. Because that was a twenty to nothing game at the half, uh, and the Giants had been outscored sixty to nothing for the first six quarters of football. Uh, that that's special. And I kind of figure losing Saquon after the big comeback uh, against the Cardinals would make Brian Dable go, okay, well, I can't rely on that. That that magic pill has has been used up. Uh, now I got to rely on on Danny Dimes. I got to do the whole Project Junior thing and have him yeah. run a lot and and sort of be the playmaker out there instead of having to sit back in the pocket. And he had him sit back in the pocket all night. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What? Oh. <laughs> it was it was it was terrible. I'm just. Uh, so that, well, there might that be was, some awards for that for week three. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Uh, did you do your dumbest or did I? No, uh, you were, okay. You did your. You're your, on. Uh, you're on down. to the dumbest. Okay. Um. So my dumbest of the of the week was uh yeah well actually you you covered it so I don't uh, have to spend uh, too much time on it. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, New England put up a hell of a fight, and so did one of their fans, and oh. it didn't work out for them. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, what was that guy's name? Dale Mooney. Oh, yeah. poor Dale Mooney. The guy who died? Um, uh, fucked around and found out, didn't he? Uh, got into a fight with a with a Dolphins fan up there in, in Foxborough yeah. and uh, took a two-piece from, from eyewitness accounts, uh, caught, caught two punches, to the to the head, hit the ground, and pronounced dead at the hospital. And then, as you as you uh, correctly uh, reported, uh, uh, the early reports are that the uh, there was some sort of health issue that wasn't uh, uh, revealed that contributed to the death. It wasn't necessarily catching the two piece, but as you said, catching a two piece and hitting your head on the concrete probably didn't help. May have contributed to the death. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, had that not happened, he'd not be dead. Probably not. I mean, uh, unless they can prove uh, that his that his heart would have uh, exploded anyway. Uh, I don't know if that really. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 the the upshot, of course, don't be a fifty three year old man getting in the fight. What's the cutoff age for uh, fighting at, at football and at, at sporting events? Like, isn't that like late twenties, early thirties, basically? Like, I, I think about the Cub Sox games that I used to go to back in the 2000s, like every single Cub Sox game, it didn't matter which stadium I went to, there was a fight. Yeah, because everybody's just all soft up. and That's that's what that's what they do. I mean, uh, there's, I mean, no, matter I what, around no matter what the, the outcome game, of the game, it's always somebody turning, fighting in the stands. I remember turning around and giving the double birds to some Cardinals fans. <laughs> I don't know if you were at that game with me. Um, but you didn't fight them. You, you didn't, no. didn't turn into well, no, it's because they were just giving it to us because for whatever reason, the section that we sat in must have been where all the fans from the other team got, could only buy tickets behind us. And we just had this massive contingent of Cardinals fans. Cards, cards is mm-hmm. crazy to begin with at Wrigley. And they're just giving it to us the whole game and they're being obnoxious. And then the Cubs come back and win it in the ninth. And I didn't say anything. I didn't yell. I just turned around and, Gave him the, the double salute. <laughs> You're all number one. And at that point, what can you say? You got to take it. Yeah, not much you can say when you when you take the L. And uh, they took the L, and you'll give them credit for that. But they had, man, because they, they were 
pouring it on that whole game. And they were, they were winning by a lot. That was a big comeback. So I remember it was a uh, bases clearing Mark Grace double. So that's how long ago that was. Gracie. Yeah. Uh, so the, this guy, Dale Mooney, uh, married father of, I think, two. Um, that, that's the ultimate L. That, that's right there. Just you, you don't need to be getting in uh-huh. fights at all, much less at the age of 53. It's probably him hitting the stairs and falling and rolling down the stairs, just going dull with, with, every, uh, with every bump. Uh, your dumbest of the week. I'll tell you what my dumbest of the week is. Man, I hate to do this to you. What's, what's going on with the <laughs> Chicago Bears? Uh, let's see. I, I Justin, don't know. I, Justin, I don't. Justin Fields runs for three yards, three yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, their defensive carries, coordinator. Four, four rushing attempts. The defensive coordinator quits. Uh, the Bears' send-off to him was so glowing, it was basically like a one-shot. One you know, of the Bears helmet, and it says our defensive coordinators left the team. <laughs> Not thanks for your service. So it turns out there's all kinds of nefarious allegations floating around out there about this guy that, you know, nothing's But we had FBI raids that weren't confirmed. We've got, uh, it, you know, sounds like a clergy situation. <laughs> oh, uh, no going out oh, no. uh, confiscated computers it's well there's no reason to raid somebody's house or if possible look at the stuff on their computer so draw your own conclusions and then to top it all off uh yesterday the bears had a hundred thousand dollars worth of field equipment stolen from them what a week huh uh just a great week for the chicago bears so no defensive coordinator no offensive game plan Justin Fields has got to go back on comments that he made talking about the coaches are in his head, and that's why he's so indecisive. And I don't care how indecisive you are when there's all 22s of Justin Fields standing there not throwing the ball to three wide-open receivers. And then, tucking the, and then tucking it and running into the line for the crack. Oh. Um, oh, my God. That whole organization oh. right now gets my stupidest of the week. Stop Bears. That play right there was the worst. That that was encapsulation of that whole game. And I will say, credit to the Tampa Bay Bucks. We're not talking about the other side of that game, but I noticed a lot of their rushes on Justin Fields were up the middle, and the guys out on the edges just kind of stood there with very light pressure waiting to contain, you know, waiting for him to break free. So uh, both edges were completely covered. So there wasn't a lot of opportunity for him to run the ball either. So Tampa figured it out. And uh, I do have to give a quick shout out to my boy, Baker Mayfield, who's won me two <laughs> weeks in a row. He's won me money. Oh, now he's your boy, huh? He's now my boy. When you win me money, like Geno Smith did last year, uh, <laughs> I sent you that lineup that I won. Mm-hmm. You know, $5 turned into 75 on a, a Baker Mayfield lineup. Go figure. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I guess when when you're playing up against the Bears, uh, anything can happen, apparently. I I mean, I don't know what you can say about your Bears now, because that is... Uh, I'll I'll add a few more words later. Uh, You can can guess what award that's going to be. What surprised uh, you? uh, What surprised me? 
you know, the the Ravens coming through for my lock uh, in, in week two is uh, not not necessarily uh, surprising. It's it's the way that they did it with, with Todd. What the hell's going on out here? This is not your father's Ravens. The way they're they're doing it right now. Uh, thirty three throws for Lamar uh, versus thirty seven carries. They're really trying to balance the offense. They're actually going for it. Uh, and we, and I know it's week two. It's very early. I understand that. But they, they kept the aerial attack going after uh, Odell Beckham got hurt. Like, that's usually the sign when uh, when the Ravens try to turn their offense around and try to go aerial for a little while. Then, like, one receiver gets hurt. And like, oh, shit, well, we got to go back to running every single down and trying to grind everything out. No, they, they kept it up. Zay Flowers and – uh, of course, Mark Andrews uh, came back, scored a touchdown, uh, just like Travis Kelsey. You know, play the hits. Get your Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar scored a touchdown and was their leading receiver. Uh, and and Lamar still making plays with his legs. It's not like they're trying to totally make him a pocket quarterback because that would be impossible. But they're making him a lot more of a pocket quarterback. Uh, with this, you know, you still have to use that explosiveness. You can't possibly hold him back and say, no, you can't run at all. You can't do what the Bears are trying to do with fucking uh, fields and say, no, don't try to run at all. Just stand back there and uh, completely get paralyzed with fear and look at three guys. Right? I've never in my life. Why, how did this turn into a Bears rant? I've never seen three guys standing there wide open with their arms in the air. All three of them like, what the hell? Come on, man. Throw them off. Anyway, back to the Ravens. Uh, congratulations. Well, that's, that's what he said. Then he had to go back and say, I would never say that it's coaching. Um, really? That was three hours ago. Why did. does it keep turning into a Bears rant? Stop doing that to me, man. Sorry. Um, sorry. Back to the Ravens. Um, 12 carries or 54 yards for Lamar, but still going with the air. 33 throws. Uh, they're, they're not completely dependent on his legs, and that shouldn't be a surprise, but it is because every time they say – we're going to make this balance, make this offense more balanced and make Lamar a pocket quarterback. Eventually it just reverts back to the old Lamar where he's trying to do everything with his legs and they try to run the ball all the time. But in week two, they did what they said they were going to do. They got it done. They beat the Bengals. So congrats to the Ravens. And thank you for coming through for my lock. Yeah, no, that was good. That evened us up. So, uh, and the Ravens, they looked right. good. It was close, uh, but Joe Burrow re-injures the calf. Probably, you know, oh, boy, not looking mm-hmm. good for the Bengals. No. Uh, so you're surprised. Hey, what happened? Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, what happened? Boy, you know who we love, especially these last couple seasons on this show? We love the Denver Broncos, man. Oh, no. The defense shows up, they lose. Their offense shows up, <laughs> they still lose. So Denver Broncos, country. that's right. Man, they, they they probably had their best offensive output. It's their, it was Russell Wilson's best passing game since week one last year against his old team, Seattle, which, again, by the way, they lost. And then there was another game late in the season where he had a great game against the Raiders, and then he got hurt. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They lost. Yeah. They put up 33 against Washington, and, oh, well, it wasn't <laughs> enough. Because their defense just decided that they couldn't cover Sam Howell and Brian Robinson, and they just kept letting Washington and, and maybe it's that Eric Bieniemy offense, uh, but going up and down the field, Broncos had nothing for it. And even worse, this was in their building. 
to put up 33 and lose. Uh, Russell Wilson goes for over 300, albeit 50 of that was on a Hail Mary at the end of the game to get that within two. And then Denver, just to know how snake bit they are, their receiver on the two-point conversion gets mugged and no call. <laughs> no call. Yep. So there's that's my surprise. If somebody would have said, oh, hey, Broncos are going to score 33 this week, I would have locked it up. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Russ with 9.6 yards per attempt. That, that That's not just the, the Hail Mary – uh, yeah, that's not the Hail Mary bumping up the, the stats. That's a 107.3 passer rating for the game. I told you they was improved. I told you they looked better than what they had looked last year. That there, there's it, it's, it's not, again, it's not a high bar to cross to look better than the, the right. Daniel Hackett Broncos. Uh, but they do, right. they, they are better. They do. I think better. that was still one of the picks I won, though. Yeah, it's, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm with you with the surprise. I don't understand how you give up yeah. 299 to Sam Howell and yeah. uh, 129 yards, 122 yards on the ground. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing. I got, I got nothing for that. I got I, no. the Broncos just can't. They just can't win. I tell, I tell you what, though, uh, the moment that Kareem Jackson tried to kill Logan Thomas, right? Um, oh and, man! And he gets and he gets tossed for that, and and yeah. he deserved it. And Logan Thomas, how do you hold on to that? Who's that kid from the Bears? Was that the Bears? Oh, they got his end? leg broken in eight the places. One who broke and still his held leg the, and yeah. still held onto the ball in the end zone. That reminded me of that because yeah, Logan Thomas, for all rights, looked like he was KTFO'd, and mm-hmm. he's still laying there holding the cradle in the football. I mean, man, that guy's got some hands. That that's a high hands rating on Madden right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that die catch rating, absolutely. Uh, Taylor skins are down twenty-one to three when that happened. So that's sort of the comeback. That's that's yeah. what turns it around. Is maybe they rally around Kareem Jackson playing dirty, and and maybe that's what the. But yeah, it, there's still no excuse for the Broncos' defense to allow that to uh, to happen. Uh, but yeah, you, they they got out to a huge lead and just pissed it all away. Um, and yeah, they were up twenty-one the, to three. Um, before that touchdown to Logan Thomas, and, and just wasted that entire effort. So uh, I don't, I don't know exactly how they're gonna uh, turn things around, but you, you got to do better. You got to play a, f- a full game. It's, it's still better than last year with uh, with, with, with Hackett, but you still got to play a full game. I guess, but the end result is still zero and two. That it is, and, and losing to the Raiders and the Team Manderskins <laughs> is just. You can't be zero and two. With the, you got to at least split those two. Well, you, you do if you're a team that hopes to contend. But at this point, the Broncos aren't really trying to contend. They're just trying to get back to under, you know, get back from underwater. <laughs> right. Do they want some and flexibility? Cli- you know, they're just right. trying they're, to undo the Nathaniel Hackett damage. That's all they're doing right now. At this point, uh, that's all they're trying to do. Yeah. I already uh, said so, my. Uh, let, I already gave you my letdown, which was Nick Chubb. So that's on to you now for the letdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go on too too much about him, but clearly. Bye, Bears. Bye, Bears. I'm going to try not to do them as my letdown every fucking week, but good Lord. Well, good I mean, news. They covered... played the Chiefs this week. Um. Anyway, uh, try not to think about that. Uh, just about no offense 
in the entire league looks less ready to play than the Chicago Bears. And I was making that observation before the press conference where Justin Fields basically threw the coaching staff under the bus. Um, and then Tampa Bay takes advantage of that as, as they should. Uh, Fields was taking four and five seconds in the pocket with wide open targets standing there with their arms up going, throw the damn thing. It, it was uh, it's really concerning because no matter how well you can run, and they didn't try to run with him uh, as we now know because they were trying to coach, I don't know, coach it out of him. I don't know. Uh, no matter how good you can run, if you're afraid to throw, you can't play quarterback in the NFL. If you're afraid, whatever the reason is, if you're afraid to let the ball go, especially with three, not one, not two, I'm doing LeBron now, not five, not seven, three guys wide open with their arms up go, thinking, what what is this guy doing? Uh, you, you can't play. You cannot play quarterback uh, in the NFL. Uh, he doesn't trust his eyes, whatever the reason is, he doesn't trust it. Uh, then he tries the screen pass at his own six, and it's a gift wrap pick six to Shaq Barrett, which is just a total gag job. Yeah, that, all was, that was sort of the that was it. That was they were only down three. Yeah, yeah, they, they had just, just stopped the Bucks. They did what they had to do and got the ball back late, and you know the Bucks spun them deep. But mm. and then he goes, mm. "Hey, here, take this, take yeah. this gift." Uh, we don't the Bucks want defend the Bucks defenders are being interviewed saying, "Well, well, yeah, we knew it was coming. They ran the same play three times in a row." Uh, mm. uh, yeah, that's coaching. <laughs> he didn't call three that plays in a row. Yeah, he didn't do that. Fields did not call three that plays. That only works in Madden. <laughs> and then sometimes not even that. If you got it on rookie mode, it'll work in Madden, but not in the upper uh, modes. Um, yeah, that that's that's. I, there can't be anything other than uh, than the letdown of the week for me uh, as a Bears fan. They're 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 the laughing stop of the of the league right now. They are the yeah, absolute biggest a, joke of the league. That was a lot. There was a lot to unpack from this whole week for them. Did you see the hot mic uh, moment during the game with DJ Moore getting talked to oh. by one of the Bucks defenders about you know how they're wasting him and he's like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> no, I, I missed that. I There's mean, so yeah, much going on. I that missed too? that part. I didn't even get that one in, but yeah, everything about that. That, fr- that just has become, uh, I hate to say it, but they're, they're sort of like the joke franchise so far of 2023. They are the absolute laughing stock, unfortunately. Um, and as you said, they their, their gift to try to turn it around was to go to Kansas City. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Good news. The Chiefs usually come up small against bad teams. So maybe that's the only thing they can hang their head on this week. So you're saying there's a chance. Um, so the Bears are definitely uh, letting everybody down. Struggling. Uh, they're definitely struggling. I, I didn't give them the struggling, too. Um, maybe the only team that feels worse than the Cleveland Browns uh, after Monday night with, uh, with, with Nick Chubb mm. uh, will be the, uh, the, the team in the same state as them, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns, or uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, rather. Yeah. Because of Joe Burrow's calf, is still that much of a problem that in a division rival home opener against Baltimore, uh, can't go 0-2 situation, and he can only give you 222 yards on 5.4 yards per attempt. Uh, that's a yikes. That is struggling, and he's uh, he's got a power massage gun uh, sitting there uh, on the sideline on that calf. So clearly, <laughs> this is not a healthy man. I, I don't know if they brought him back too soon, uh, or if he got re-injured, if he felt fine, and then he wound up re-pulling the thing. Uh, either way, um, my thought, my my, what I heard was that it was a re-aggravation, which is worse. Okay. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, if it was, uh, you know, healing up and then he re- re-pulled it, re-aggravated it, yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely uh, not a good thing. Uh, since he's in deep trouble, it's just that simple. They are in deep trouble because he may not be right for a long time, right? Uh, so he may not play Monday night. Uh, he's, I think he just got to practice, back to practice this week, yeah. but that doesn't mean he's, he's going to uh, suit up. Um and if he doesn't, then now you got the, the big money man that you gave the big big bag to, um, and, and sitting on the sideline for who knows how long. That's that's, that's my fear with them. That's why they're struggling because uh, yeah. that might be something where he has to sit for like three, four, five weeks to make sure he doesn't go back out there and re-injure it again. Because if he goes out there and 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 does it again, then you know you're going to have to sit him for like two months. Uh, well, so he's got the money, right? They, they gave him the, the money. He's got the bag. Let's send them out there, right? Oh, hey, let, let, let's 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 use the super duty, uh, you know, heavy duty massage gun on them and send them out there. This is Aaron Donald coming for him this week. Ooh, Uh-oh. maybe you don't want to send him out there. <laughs> maybe, maybe you want to think twice about that. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're struggling of week two. Ah, uh, give it to me, Joe. Joe? What happened to Joe? Struggling. There you are. Oh, man. All right, I'm going back to the KC-Jacksonville game, and not in the way you think. I'll tell you who was struggling. The Jacksonville receivers were struggling with getting two feet down in bounds. (laughs) No joke. Four touchdowns. Incomplete Hmm. passes that Trevor Lawrence threw great balls into the end zone where the receiver got one foot down in the end zone and couldn't quite get the second foot in any one of those come down totally different ball game. I don't know uh, that we talk about the a dot was a little bit too long for uh, Trevor Lawrence by about a yard four times in that game. I've never seen that before to have pro receivers over and over and over get thrown the ball in perfect spots and not be able to at least one time out of four get the second foot down and get the, we call it the, the, the toe drag swag or something. Yeah, they had a toe know, drag get, swag, baby. No toe drag swag for the Jags oh. receivers against the Chiefs, and that ended up being the difference in the game because they had multiple chances down in the red zone, couldn't convert, end up kicking a bunch of field goals because the receivers couldn't get their damn foot down. They'd have been balling in college, though. Yeah. Well, those were four touchdowns in college. <laughs> That's right. A blowout. Uh, you that NIL that money in college. I have, I have never seen that before, uh, where, where it happens that many times that the guy just can't quite get that second. And so, some of them were so close. Yeah. Oh, that, that's how that's how it goes sometimes. It's, uh, they say it's a game of inches. Maybe that's another drop I should uh, get from any given Sunday. The, the oh, inches yeah. we need are all around us, and unfortunately, it was uh, not meant to be for the Jaguars. So yeah, this this great defensive effort uh, again by the by the Chiefs, but I think hidden in that is what, what's going on, man. Those Jets receivers were struggling. <laughs> uh, the Jaguars, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jack, I mean, the Jaguars. Sorry, uh, it's, it's just it happens. It's one of those games where you know you're, you're that close, and uh, it, I guess that's going to happen. But yeah, it's I don't think I've ever seen that either. It was that many times where it's like, oh, just barely. Come on, just come on, get get 
Boop. And you, you see that, and in live action, you're like, oh, touchdown. Right. Like, oh, wait. Oh, nope. Not that. Oh, Hang on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got one foot down again. The announcers are like, it happened again. Again. <laughs> and again, and multiple times on drives, and they just keep settling for field goals. Just, just, just what a, just a wild game. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. That was uh, a, a pick I got over you, and maybe uh, yeah, lucky no, to get it. Yeah, yeah. The Jags were game. Uh, they put up the numbers, but just couldn't quite get that second foot down. Yep. Well, it, it was a lot of uh, close things uh, last week and week two, as far as uh, getting beat down, as far as point spreads, is a lot of uh, razor's edge type situations. Yeah, if you would have taken the Packers and the points. But Atlanta money line, you would have looked great. That would have been all time. <laughs> you would have had that one. Um, and if you were sitting there uh, uh, in L.A. Uh, and thinking you got the Niners all locked up. Sean as, uh, McVay. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no reason. No reason at all for that. I, I'm shocked you didn't have an award for that. Uh, or, I or do. do Oh, wait. I got to get my Danielle in first, though. Hang on. Welcome to the game, 72-71. Do you see the Indianapolis Colts tight end, uh, Kylan Granson, who uh, was really, really happy? I'm talking about the pictures. Uh huh. Really happy to catch his first career touchdown. Oh, this is what so I wish happy. we had visual uh, enhancements <laughs> for this show. But yes, it was almost like engagement photos or baby pics. Kylan, K-Y-L-E-N, Granson, G-R-A-N-S-O-N. Go Google him and look it up, kid. Look him up. And look at his pictures that he sent after the Colts game. He was so happy. How happy was he? He was so happy to catch his first career touchdown Sunday that he posed for an entire photo shoot yeah. with his new bundle of joy. Not a human being, not a baby. The football. The first career touchdown football no arms no legs just a football wrapped in a blankie like a newborn child had his lady by his side and everything like she's the mother or something posted this to his instagram after the game that's how we find out is it's not that somebody uh, uh intercepted or, or found the, the pictures no he was proud of this shit he put it on his yeah. own instagram uh with his new bundle of joy no shame Negro, what is your problem? What the hell? What would make you do something like this? Like with the with the lady. That's the other question I had. Her, what what's she going? What's going through her mind? She's sitting there posing like she's got a, a child, and it's a football girl. What are you doing? That was I, bad. I was, <laughs> I was flabbergasted when I was, I was like, "What the? Fuck? I, I really did have the Danielle reaction to that." So, Kylan Granson, uh, c- congratulations. Congrats. I guess. I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, go ahead with your <laughs> your bad beat uh, Sunday. Sean McVeigh. <laughs> first of all, there's four seconds left on the clock, right? Yep. Which means there's a five-second automatic runoff for a field goal attempt. There's no reason to kick the field goal other than there's back money sticking out of the back pocket or somebody called Sean McVay and, and, you know, got a hold of him or sent something to the box, you know, that threatened his family with uh, 
it's you know with something like it sure is a nice house you got here sean be a a shame if something happened to it you know there's no reason other than money for them to first of all if it's a point issue if you're thinking about tiebreakers in the future against the 49ers good luck but yeah yeah that's That's at that point no no they kicked the field goal, pushed most of the country, but you and I had that at seven and a half and blew my lock. Mm-hmm. Absolutely lock the- zero reason to kick that field goal other than that. That is when you, everybody looked at that and went, they knew what was up. Everybody knows what was up with that. Well, what, what was up with that? Because why would he do that? Like – because there wasn't even a chance to. There was no onside kick. There was nothing. No, I went back. I got. I got it up here. I got the uh, the final drive because I had to oh, go okay. look and see why or what was going on. That last drive, the Rams take over down ten with one thirty four right. to go, and they kick and the field goal with four seconds left. And I'm not going to read the whole drive, but they used their last timeout with forty nine seconds left, so they have no timeouts. They're still uh, they're around midfield at that point. Uh, and they're still driving down 10. There's nothing happening unless you get a touchdown and an onside kick uh, or a field goal and a field an onside goal kick. And an but, onside kick. Right. but there's no time left. By the time they get down to the uh, to the 20-yard line, uh, there's, what, four seconds left when, my, when Matthew Stafford spikes the ball to stop the clock. Then they run the field goal team out there on second yeah. down to kick the field goal to leave no time. on the There's zero reason to do that. None. Like, what are you doing? Somebody knew that that was a seven-point spread. I mean, but I don't want to accuse Sean McVay of something, but why? What? Uh, I, that there that that actually is something that like there should be a league. If there was an actual commissioner of the National Football League, which there isn't, uh, there would actually be an investigation as to why the hell did you do that? There's no good reason to do that except the spread was seven and a half in some markets. Like, I, I don't understand that at all. Uh, yeah, I can understand why you get, gave that your Danielle, because that really was like, what the fuck? What are you, what are you doing? Made um, no sense. When I saw none. that final, I had to do a double take, because that thing was 30 to 20, and I'm like, oh, it's over. Uh-huh. And I said, 30 to 23? What? Okay, they must have gotten down there really quick. And then that move I understand, where you kick it so you can do the onside kick really quick and save as much time. No, no, they did it with time nope. expiring. Four seconds left. They spiked the ball so they could run the field goal unit out there and, and, and totally bone the spread. That's the only thing they could have done. Uh, only thing they could have done. Yeah. I, I I feel you, brother. That's that's a terrible that's a terrible beat. I know some people lost money on it and I feel for you. That's all I can say is is, is bad and, and I and, and we, I feel I mean, your we pain. both had the Niners, so it cost us nothing in the actual wins and losses, but it it did blow me a lock. It blew your lock. Um, yeah, thankfully we didn't have money on it. I did not uh, bet that game. Um, oh. I didn't do, but yeah. Oh, you you'd have, you'd have heard me uh, all that this first hour if if I had bet that um, it took the Niners and, and gave seven and a half. Uh, you you certainly would have heard that from me. But uh, that, there's no reason for that. And like I said, if there's a real commissioner, that would have been investigated. Yeah. So hopefully we and- don't have any uh, shenanigans like that in week three. We both lost the pick in another bad beat, but I did want to give a quick thing to saying I called Atlanta running for two hundo against the Packers. <laughs> yeah, you two eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, play the hits. They know what they're doing. 
And, uh, um, and uh, unfortunately, they couldn't cover award. the number. <laughs> there will be awards in the future for Bijan Robinson, but he's the he's he's the goods. Looks real good, yeah. So uh, no doubt about that. But yeah, that was another bad beat. If you had a, if you had oh. Atlanta <laughs> uh, minus one and a half. <laughs> so using these spreads now from BetMGM, I, it's going to be remain. It's going to remain to be seen whether this is a Friday night thing with Sharps uh, going in or if this is what they usually do on BetMGM and keep everything uh, on the half point line. But I've never seen this many half points. Again, it was a lot last week and it's uh, probably more this week. There's only two games we're going to pick. These these Uh, last 15 games, there's only two games that have an an even line. There's a lot of, I'm looking at my picks and I'm seeing a lot of 0.5.5.5. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's only five that's games okay with, that's, uh, last that's week. That's okay because, I mean, still, last week there weren't many. We still pushed twice. We we still had two pushes, right? And maybe these two will be pushes, the two that's uh, even line. So, weird. Um, the good news is they do have a spread for the uh, the Cincy game, even though we don't know if the uh, star quarterback yeah, is Yeah, I have it play. at Cincy minus two and a half right now. That's what it is. So Okay. See how that works out. Um, and we'll get to the rest of week three. Uh, Jay got the good start off last week, uh, last night with the uh, Niners killing the Giants, as they should have. Um, so I'll be trying to rally back, and we will get our rest of our week three picks in in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, Come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. How do you feel about the uh, week three picks uh, going through? Do you think this is a rough week to pick? I don't know, but as I am usually not big on taking dogs. I have a lot of dogs this week. Huh. I had a lot of dogs last week, I think, as well, right? Did we? Well, you did. I I had a lot of favorites, I know. You did, and you did okay. You usually do better with that than I do. 
Yeah. You know. I I think I switched it up this week. I think I almost feel like I had too many favorites. Maybe that influenced me. I got a lot of dogs <laughs> this week, too. So maybe we got... got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, half. Okay. So I'm 50-50. Well, no. Right down the middle, Dad. I'm, I'm actually not 50-50. It's eight and seven. No. So because we already... I already took a favorite. Night. No, so, that's yeah, right. I am 50-50 because I took a favorite. Okay. All right, well, dude, I, I get to the use big, the. I took uh, the big number last night, so. I get to use the uh, the Bill so Alfonso drop. That was that was the most workmanlike cover I have seen <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, it really was like watching someone get smothered, right? Like they're struggling and struggling and fighting, and just, just lay down, just stop. And the, you, yeah, you and, got the, no fight. and the Niners are just like the Terminator. It's like they just they'll never <laughs> quit, they'll never stop. They just they just just keep going, just you know, and just. Move the ball, convert the third downs, and the Giants were just so hopeless in that game. <laughs> yeah, the, not a good pick by me. I was I was sweating that the whole time, going, "Come on, just just one touchdown, you know, just one, come on." You've made a lot of winning picks, taking big number dogs on Thursday night. You know, because those games usually just... do play uglier. And but no, the the, the Giants yeah. just without Saquon Barkley were just that bad. And I didn't. I didn't like the strategy. I think they should have used uh, Danny Dimes more, but that's just me. Yeah, you uh, paid him you, all the money. Yeah, why not? Uh, but you going fifty-fifty uh, with favorites and dogs allows me to use the uh, the Bill Alfonso drop. Hey, it was right down the middle, Daddy. There you go. You're right down <laughs> uh, the middle, and uh, we'll, we'll see if I uh, come up anywhere near down the middle. I, I didn't count up my. Favorites and uh, and dogs, but I guess I'll do that real quick while you uh, make your first yeah. pick. Uh, let's start with the Titans and the Browns. Yeah. Titans. They, tighten, even... they did what they do, right? They tightened <laughs> the hell out of that last game, didn't they? They had no business winning that game. None. Zero. I don't know how the hell they beat the Chargers. I have no idea. We should have uh, seen it coming. Yeah, I, I guess I should have. Uh, New Gopkin still nursing his ankle. Uh, he's uh, with the team, uh, made the trip on the plane. He, he hasn't been practicing, but he's uh, he didn't practice all last week, and he played anyway, so he's probably going to be out there. Of course, the Browns are without uh, Nick Chubb, got the knee disintegrated. Uh, Jerome Ford and the returning Kareem Hunt will take over at running back for the Cleveland Browns. The uh, Browns and the Titans are both one and one. Titans are the dog plus three and a hook at Cleveland. I'm glad you called him by his correct name. I was about to call him Lou Ford, but wrong sport. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, Random the Twins players. I'm taking the Titans here. Uh, I'll tell you why. They're very stout against the run, so I don't expect Ford to go crazy in this game. He had a great, you know, effort. It goes for over 100 yards. Uh, they just They just had the ground game working completely. In, the, in that game against Pittsburgh. But Tennessee is weak on the back end, extremely stout up front. They let the Chargers run for nothing. Uh, without Eckler, it was uh, Joshua Kelly did nothing. I expect similar things from uh, Lou Ford, from Jerome Ford. <laughs> so it breaks down to can Deshaun Watson beat this time? secondary, which is very beatable, and I'm going to say no, because I have seen nothing from Deshaun Watson that makes me think that he can, and uh, this is three and a hook, right? This is indeed a hook. Yeah, uh, 
I'll take that hook. Even if Cleveland wins an ugly, low-scoring game, they kick, you know, like a field goal game, we still get the win. I'm taking the Titans and the points. Um, I'm more doggish than uh, than you this week. I'm more uh, bearish. Um, oh. I got I got nine dogs uh, ah. between Sunday and Monday, and counting yesterday, I got ten. And of course, yesterday was okay. a big loser. Um, so I'm 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 even more in the doghouse than you are. Um, including doubling up with you on this one. The Cleveland offense is in trouble without Nick Chubb, where he was the uh, most consistent player on the field by far on that side of the ball for uh, for Cleveland. Uh, if the Titans could move the ball at all, they would romp here. But uh, instead, I would like to say, kill the under in this one as well. I love the <laughs> under for this game and, of course, Jets and New England. That's that's an under parlay I would love to get a lot of, and I will, I'm sure, take a, a, a advantage of on Sunday. Uh, I, will say, I will say one thing I fear for in this game is Ryan Tannehill's life because that ten- Tennessee O-line <laughs> is trash. And Miles Garrett should be uh, having a lot of fun with him, uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I guess I think the Titans are smart enough to uh, avoid him getting dribbled like repeatedly, and, and they, they know better than to, uh, than to do that. Uh, Derrick Henry is still not the old Derrick Henry to me, but he's he's still a, a weapon. He's still very uh, usable, and I think they're going to uh, put him to good use in this one. Yeah, in a, in a game where he was originally probably going to be the second best running back on the field, he's now the first. He's definitely now the first. Uh, let's go to Atlanta and Detroit. Uh, get to see your new favorite, Bijan Robinson, taking on Tamir Gibbs in the uh, battle of rookie running backs. Uh, Falcons are two and zero. Lions are one and one. Jeff Okuda, the cornerback for the Falcons, may make a go of it and, re- and make his uh, season debut. Um, for Detroit, uh, they're going to be without their running back, David Montgomery, with a quad injury, which probably just means uh, more. Opportunity for Jameer Gibbs, which he needs more opportunity because he's deserved that uh, in this little bit of time that he's been on the field. Uh, Cop-out line for this one, Falcons plus three at the Lions. Ah, okay. So this is one where I actually had it at three and a half. So that line moved um, since an hour ago. <laughs> when these, I made uh, the lines are as, uh, These lines are as of, uh, what yeah. time did I do this? Uh, 8.40 or so yeah, um, central time. So an hour and a half ago. Uh, smells pushy to me. Uh, I'm taking the dog Falcons here. I think they're getting healthy while the Lions are getting more nicked up. They're beat up in the secondary. Uh, no CJ Gardner Johnson. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's going to try to play through turf toe. No David Montgomery. So there, there's issues there, I think, with the Lions. I think Atlanta's been playing some really sneaky defense. They're actually rating out exceptionally well uh, so far on defense. And, and again, Nobody plays football like they do, so the Lions might think they know what's coming, but if the Lions are not stout against the run, it's going to be Bijan and Algier all day long. And against the Packers last week, I'm still not a Desmond Ritter guy. I think he's not very good, but he kept a lot of drives going, a lot of third down conversions. You know, They kept it simple for him like they should because that was the running show. But I think they can go in there. I think they can go in there and, and, and ugly this thing up, play, play, play Arthur Smith, Titan, ugly football. Uh, I don't know if the Lions know what's coming when it comes to that. I think Atlanta physical the Lions here and win, and doesn't and not necessarily wins the game, but earns that push. Well, I'll say the same thing you just said in different words. 
B. John Robinson has fit perfectly into Arthur Smith's offense so far, so the Lions' defense knows uh, the mission, and I don't think they can handle the mission. They gave up 5.2 yards for carry last year. I don't think they're equipped to uh, take care of the Falcons on the ground. I think they're going to run for 200 again as a team. Um, now, of course, the Falcons have to contain the Detroit uh, efficient passing attack, uh, so it should be a fun game, uh, but I will take Atlanta along with you, and I think they can pull out the victory. Uh, on to the Saints and the Packers up there in Wisconsin, where you are. That's their home opener. Is that correct? It is. Okay. Uh, the 1-1 one one Packers get to host the 2-0 Saints, uh, who will not have uh, running back Jamal Williams, a former Packer, will uh, be down with a hamstring injury. Uh, speaking of Hammy, Aaron Jones – he may play uh, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones have been practicing. So they're both uh, tentatively scheduled to uh, get back on the field for the Packers. Those That's a situation you get definitely got to look out Sunday morning to see uh, inactives and see if that's going to actually come to fruition. Um, and this one uh, saints are the very slight dog. They are plus one and a half at the Packers. Yeah. I don't know. The Packers really need Aaron Jones back because I don't know what's happened to AJ Dillon over the last, 18 months or so, but he's no good anymore. And I don't know if it's just what happens with the big bruising back. They just don't hold up, but he is, he runs in the line and doesn't really get much after that. So that green Bay offense really looked different um, without Aaron Jones back there, way different than they did in week one. So getting him back would be huge. And obviously getting Christian Watson back in the passing game would be huge because that just opens up, uh, you know, Dobbs and Reed and then that tight the, the Musgrave who they've hardly been able to use. Um, Jordan Love's played really good, efficient football the first two weeks. I can't really say so much as the same for the Saints. They've been mostly winning with defense. Their offense is kind of sputtered so far. I haven't been overly impressed with that, with the Saints moving the football. They're not going to, if Green Bay's weak against the run, I don't know where they're going to go on the ground if they just keep, they don't know Kamara, no, no Williams. They're just start, they're just going to start throwing guys out there. There's going to be a lot of Taysom Tebow uh, trying to run the ball. I'm going to take the Packers here as that ever so slight favorite. I just think they're going to have a little bit more firepower at home finally uh, with this uh, dome team going up to play in the grass. Yeah, the Saints uh, mixed in a whole lot of Taysom Tebow uh, last Sunday, and, yeah. and it was it was actually effective. He, uh, they were kept keeping the off uh, the opponents off balance by putting him in at quarterback and then running back and then back at quarterback and sort of running wildcat. And uh, so they know they know what they got to do. They got to sort of dirty it up and, and play some uh, mind games and some some magic tricks. And hey, look over here, we got a running back yeah. who might be a quarterback. Yeah, I thought it was uh-huh. with varying results. Yeah. Well, uh, I tell you what, Dennis Allen should put Jordan Love uh, in a trick bag. Um, I think that should be the uh, the, the varying result. I think uh, this is why you keep Dennis Allen as your coach, because he can uh, coach up against a, a kid that's, you know, however impressive he's looked, it's, he's still only got, you know, two games of, of, a, of a season where he's the man. And uh, I think the Saints can, uh, and Cameron Jordan can put him uh, in some trouble. Uh, can he produce enough big plays around the New Orleans defense um, versus can Derek Carr uh, 
avoid the killer mistakes under pressure. That that's pretty much the game uh, with this one. So I'm going to go with the veteran car and, and the and the veteran coach Dennis Allen. I'm going to take the Saints uh, in a close one. I don't think they're going to blow out the package or anything like. That. Uh, I'll take the uh, the veteran experience in that one. Uh, Broncos and Dolphins. Broncos country goes down to South Beach. Uh, Denver 0 and 2 and trying to avoid 0 and 3. Miami 2 and 0. Things looking great for Miami, except Jalen Waddle trying to get cleared from going dumpling. So that's uh, that's an issue. He's not cleared yet, but he's working his way through it. Definitely got to check Sunday to see if he's going to be cleared. Uh, Denver has defensive issues. They will not have Justin Simmons or Frank Clark. They both have hip injuries. Uh, Broncos, the underdog here, plus six and a half at the fish. Yeah, I'd love to be able to pick Denver after they go out and put up those 33 against Washington, which is usually a somewhat stout defensive team. But it's really hard for me to take the Broncos going on the road to Miami. We don't know how good their offense is. We don't know how good their defense is, but we know what Miami can do. And they're going to, I think they're just going to lay it on pretty thick here. I think they're given a touchdown or a little less than a touchdown here. I, even if Denver does put up some points, I still don't, so I just don't think it's enough. I'm going to take Miami and, and, and give the six and a half. Yeah. I still think Russ and the Denver O was better than last year, but they're just not at that compete with dolphins level. That's a, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> they're not, uh, they're not at the compete with, Sam Howell level. Oh dear. Uh, so, so this should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so this should be a, a much lesser uh, competition, uh, or for by by the Broncos, they should be uh, less able to compete than they were with the uh, Potato Skins, um, and that's even with Jalen Waddle dumplings. I think Tyreek Hill is on that kind of a level right now, uh, early in the season, yeah. where he can go out there by himself and still run around and get two hundred yards, like. Even if the Broncos know that these, you know, you got to cover him and double him and, and make sure you watch that guy, what are they going to do about it? There's there's nothing they can do because uh, Mike McDaniel has taken that challenge uh, this year so far and schemed up so well. Uh, like that, that they're a well-oiled machine. The way that they're executing those quick passes and uh, the receivers are, are not even turned around out of their breaks and that ball is on its way uh, because they've worked with Tua and, and really got on the same page. So it, it's a beautiful thing they're running down there in Miami. Just We, we never questioned the scheming. We never questioned the talent. We just questioned how long can Tua stay upright before he goes night-night again. So right. uh, so far he's upright. So that, that's one of the few favorites I'll take this week. I'll concur with you and, and take Miami, give the six and a half. Uh, on to the Clippers and the Vikings. Whew. You can Something's smell the give. desperation in this game. <laughs> These two smell more desperate than me in high school, and that's desperate. I mean, they both are looking for a victory, and it's really hard to imagine either one of these going 0-3. Um, so will they just tie and just split it and go 0-2-1? I don't know. Uh, but they're, they're both def- desperately, definitely looking for a victory Chargers will once again not have their running back, Austin Eckler, with his ankle injury. They won't have their linebacker, uh, Eric Kendricks, with a hammy. Uh, Vikings uh, trade for running back Cam Akers, which is a really bad sign for Alexander Madison. Two games into your starting career, we need to trade for another running back. That is an Uh, indictment when they traded for Cam Akers with that 1.8 yards per attempt (laughs) that he brings along with him. Got to have him. 
got to have that on our team. Um, reports say uh, that they're unlikely to use Acres this week. But, right. Uh, next next week, look out. I guess. Well, Madison's on blast. I mean. Yeah, he's he's on he's on warning, right? This is this game to sort of make his last big statement, right? Yeah. Um. So, I, if you believe in that, uh, Clippers are a very slight dog here, plus one point at the Vikings. Yeah, it's a pick 'em. I mean, I guess this, yeah. this game could theoretically push. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe it will. Um, I love the over. Uh, this this is very reminiscent of that Chargers Dolphins game where I said pound the over, and that thing got to seventy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I could see this going quite the same. Uh, this feels like Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins just trading blows back and forth. And, you know, Justin Jefferson said he's on a mission to go for 2,000 yards. He, he might get 240 of them in this matchup because I don't think that the – I think the Chargers' defense is pretty bad. I think we've seen that so far. Getting lit up by the Dolphins, going on the road and giving up a chunk to the Titans. Oh, my God. Um it's basically last team standing, and for somebody's got to win this game. I'm going to take the Vikings at home, a little bit more firepower, a little bit more health, and they win by a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, they only win by three, right? Uh, so if they win by three, I'll, they'll I'll actually it. cover. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, well, to show how big of a – confidence I have in this one, I've got the Chargers winning by two. So well, you still have to take the Chargers. But I'm taking the Chargers, yeah. Um, they, they're, they're playing way better than, than their numbers indicate. Um, one of these teams just has to find a way not to lose the game. Um, and I guess I trust the Chargers to find a way not to lose more than the Vikings. Chargers love to find ways to lose game. I, I get they that. Do. I understand that. They invent ways. But the Vikings invent ways to, to lose games. They shouldn't lose either. Um, so I'm I'm actually watching and catching that um, inside the NFL tele- pro- uh, production that they're putting on the CW. I'm actually taping yeah. and, and watching that. Um, it's it's okay. They got Ryan Clark as the host, and they got the players sitting around with him and sort of shooting the shit. It's like a players club type of atmosphere. Um, okay. And it, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Um, they brought up on that show – the uh, Chargers apparently are the first team in history to go 0-2 to start the season while scoring 50 points and having no turnovers. Like, how Man. do you find a way to lose uh, scoring 50 and not turning the ball over and you still lose both of those games? The Vikings are the perfect opponent to find a way to win when you're playing decent ball like that. So I, I, I guess I just – trust the Chargers are going to figure it out and the Vikings won't. But either way, one of those two going 0-3 is, is going to be a lot of, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for sports talk, that's for sure. There's uh, that Patriots-Jets game that we've been talking about a little bit. Patriots yeah. uh, are also desperate to avoid 0-3 and the Jets 1-1, although the Jets should be 0-2 because they did not deserve that Monday night opener. No way. <laughs> not that I'm still upset about that at all. Uh, Patriots have lost their cornerback Marcus Jones to injured reserve with a torn labrum. Um, and the Jets have lost their safety Tony Adams uh, with the, the hammy monster. The, the, they had another hamstring injury. That, that hammy monster is getting everybody. Um, I already said I love the under in this game. Patriots are favored on the road as far as the game action, minus two and a half at the Jets. Yeah, the, the over-under on this game is 36 and a half. Um, That's way too high. 
which is yeah, I mean yeah, because this this has got the the feeling of thirteen to ten. Uh, this is gonna right. be this is going to be very ugly. So do I trust Mac Jones on the road against that Jets defense? Who is still if they're going to compete at all and do anything this season, that that's where it's going to have to come. They're going to have to take advantage of spots like this where they can play up, D up a team that's not necessarily that great offensively, although the Patriots are definitely a class better than they were last year uh, with ass clown trying to coach the (laughs) offense where, I mean, Mac Jones has actually got, you know, real is throwing the ball to real receivers and Ramondre Stevenson acquits himself nicely and they're sprinkling in a little Zeke to run, you know, get that Cam Akers yards per attempt. But, I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with Lou here. I'm going to go with the Jets, even though it's Zach Wilson and against Goat Coach. I'm still going to take the Jets at home with that defense to sprinkle a little bit of that, a little bit of that juju magic. Maybe they get a, not Juju Smith-Suster, he'll be on the other side. Um, <laughs> get a little bit of that magic. Maybe they get a special teams, a block, something, something It's like those types of things are going to be things that they're going to need to do if they're going to maintain any chance of making the playoffs this year, which I don't think they have, but this feels like a winnable spot for them. Uh, uh, one of few. I'll take the Jets. Uh, yeah, as I said, Zach Wilson's shit play versus Belichick is a big reason why the Jets uh, pursued Aaron Rodgers so hard to begin with. So uh, yeah. there's no way to have a whole lot of confidence in the, in the Jets in this one, but there's no way to have a whole lot of confidence in Mac Jones and the and the Patriots either. Um, I, I'm going to concur for the same reason. It's it's a low scoring low scoring slog, and it's a nice spot for the Jets defense, uh, which is elite by all measures, uh, to steal a, a W that they would, uh, you know, that they have to steal now that they don't have a, a quarterback that they can rely on or trust. Um, yeah, this is uh, the Patriots D against Zach Wilson, as elite as it might be, uh, still should not be as elite as the Jets defense against Mac Jones. Um, but, but when you're talking about a low-scoring affair like that, um, it, it's hard, like I said, it's hard to have a lot of confidence uh, either way. Uh, so that's the most – confidence I have in that game is the under uh, not either side but the under definitely uh, but as far as the actual pick I'm going to concur with you and, and take the Jets so we're, we're, we're rooting we're rooting for Lou this week go Lou uh, Bills and Commanders Manskins uh, whatever Team Manderskins <laughs> uh, the Washington Potato Skins who are 2-0 two, two oh, am I reading that right man okay uh, and, and the Bills are only 1-1 one they, they had their chance, but uh, the project was throwing arm punts. Uh, Logan Thomas, the tight end, is still jacked up, so he will not be able to uh, participate in this one. Uh, Bills, despite being one and one, are of course the big favorite. They are minus six and a half at Washington. This is an interesting spot. I actually, I actually like the over on this one. I think this game can kind of create like sneaky shootout potential in this game. I don't think that the Bills' defense is quite right yet. I believe there's Von Miller is still down, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So yep. we saw what Washington can do on the road against a quote-unquote good defense. Um, I think Washington can keep this under that touchdown. I think Buffalo is going to go in there and they have to earn a victory. Um, I also saw some things uh, with that Washington defense that leave me a little concerned, uh, notably that Russell Wilson was just able to go bombs away. This this has got 
the Gabe Davis game written all over it. You know, where it just Gabe Davis goes for, you know, two catches for 170 yards like he had that one game last year hmm. and two touchdowns in the first quarter and blew up everybody's fantasy slate. And, you know, but before the end of the, everybody's throwing away their, their bets by halftime because but it feels like that. So I, I think they're going to see some, some teams just kind of trading some punches back and forth. And I, I've been somewhat impressed so far. Um, by this sort of new-look Washington offense, so I think they can keep it close here. I'll take Washington and the points. Not too confident about this one, though. Yeah, uh, it's hard to have a lot, whole lot of confidence when you got you know, a clearly better team, but the quarterback is prone to just completely blowing himself up and, and detonating yeah. his own bombs. Um, so at this point, it's all about the, the Buffalo Bills. It, if Project is throwing arm punts, they can lose anybody. And if he's not, they can beat anybody. It's pretty much that simple uh, with Buffalo. Uh, I don't really know how and where to predict when Project is going to have that type of game where he's just throwing arm punts to everybody. So I'm just going to uh, go, look, Washington's deep look kind of scary uh, when they're pressuring, when they're, when they're pass rush. They got uh, Chase Young out there on the field. He had missed the opener. Yeah. Um, and, and him running around with Josh Sweat in the backfield, like they, they look like they could do some stuff. So – I, I, for that reason only, I don't know. Um, I'm going to predict that Project throws a couple more arm punts and, and Washington keeps it close. So that, I'm going to concur with you and, and take uh, the, the six and a half points. I, I don't feel wow. great about it either, but I'm, I don't know how else you're supposed to feel about Buffalo. Like the, he just can completely torpedo that team all by himself. Uh, so maybe he'll do it in this game. I don't know. You're still having trouble getting the taste of that week one game out of your mouth, aren't you? I, I'm not going to say how much I lost on that game. I, I, I lost oh, okay. uh, because they, they should have won that fucking game. They should have won that fucking game. Knock out the starting quarterback and still lose. Anyway, uh, Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Ugh. Uh, Houston 0-2, of course, and Jacksonville 1-1. and uh, Houston's D is beat up already. They got a bunch of starters that's not going to play. Uh, Jacksonville will not have their wide receiver, Zay Jones. He's got a knee injury. Uh, Houston, the big underdog, plus eight and a half at Jacksonville. Houston's got some guts. I'll give them that. They lead the league in guts so far this year. They haven't been very good. Got Uh, That's right. They they got lit up last week by both uh, Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. (laughs) Uh, Go figure. Uh, This so now they get that trip to Jacksonville where strange things happen. Um, and the Jags, they still haven't had that, they, they, you know, they, everybody's expecting them to take that big step and they just haven't done it yet. Uh, been somewhat impressed with CJ Stroud, 600 yards, over 600 yards passing, uh, very clean passing. He's and he's not really throwing to anybody. Cause if, I mean, if you think that Nico Collins, Robert Woods and, and Tank Dell are lighting the world on fire, <laughs> you know, good for you. But that those are the guys he's lighting up the, the scoreboard with. And so, hey, good on him. I'm going to take Houston to keep this thing under the big number. Uh, yeah, C.J. Stroud looks to be a late-game stat grabber. Some, some deck time going deck on with time. him. <laughs> hey, deck time sometimes means garbage time touchdowns. Exactly. So be careful with those big spreads. Um, Jags couldn't pull it out versus KC. They couldn't get those feet down. They had so many opportunities. Uh, do they stay focused now that they get such a big drop in in, in class and taking on the Houston Texans? Uh, I don't feel uh, very confident about it, but I say they get at least 
one or two of those feet down this time against the Texans. <laughs> just the Texans uh, and yeah, cover Texans the eight and a half. Yes. Like the over on this game, though. Ooh, I, I love that over 44 and a half. Okay. Uh, Indian Baltimore in the uh, Art Modell Bowl. Colts are one and one. Baltimore now two and zero. Oh. Nice start to the year so far. Uh, Colts. Uh, we'll be going with Minshew Mania. Uh, Minshew Mania. Anthony Richardson, as you just mentioned, uh, dumpling himself uh, running in that second touchdown. So Gardner Minshew uh, cleaned up that game, and he'll get the start uh, Sunday uh, in Baltimore. Uh, who will not have uh, Odell Beckham Jr. with his ankle injury, uh, among many other injuries that the uh, Ravens have been nursing already this year. Uh, Colts, despite that, are still the big underdog, uh, plus eight and a half at the Ravens. Hey, I told you when we started making the picks, I have a lot of underdogs this week. This ain't one of them. Baltimore (laughs) swoosh. Simple to the point. we we know Gardner Minshew can can do some things though, right? That that doesn't uh, scare you a little bit. Like he's no, he's he, had he some games where he doesn't. Yeah, but he doesn't have the dimension that Richardson would have had. I mean, R- Richardson was on his way to having one of those games when he got hurt, mm-hmm. and Minshew came in, and it was the Texans, and yeah, he he acquitted himself well. This is a different animal going up into Baltimore. Uh, Ravens are more balanced. You saw what Houston just did to that Colts defense. There's no reason to think that Baltimore can't do that too. And then some. Yeah, I, I was trying to goad you into one there a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I got Baltimore as well. <laughs> 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 got, got to handle Minshew Mania. I think they'll be able to, to do that. Uh, so I'll take Lamar and, uh, and the Ravens and give the eight and a half as well. Um, I think that's an early game. So the late games, I think there's only three of them, which is weird. It's um, been strange so far um, that we've been not getting. Yeah, there's only three games in the late window because we have another um, double up on Monday night. Right. Yeah, you you could take one of those games or two of them from the noon and move them into 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 the late window instead of just having these three. And these three look especially all bad. That all three of those afternoon games are garbage yeah uh, potentially three bad games yes uh let's start with the uh, possible closest of the three uh panthers seahawks i um, guess <laughs> possibly uh panthers with uh injury issues uh of course bryce young is down with his ankle injury uh so red rifle 35 year old andy dalton getting the start at quarterback for the uh for the andy panthers dalton oh. and yeah <laughs> Wow. Uh, possibly the more significant injury than that would be Shaq Thompson, uh, the linebacker, uh, broke his leg. So he is done, done. And what that is was going leading... on? I, I don't know. Uh, well, it wasn't a hammy, so at least there's that. Uh, but he's their leading tackler. Uh, so that's, a, that's possibly a real problem for the Panthers. Like, they weren't going to compete anyway. But um, if you can't even stop anybody from, from running, then you really got issues. Uh, so the Seahawks will look to take advantage of that. Uh, they might get Jamal Adams back in their defensive backfield. He might be ready to make his season debut. Uh, in this one, Panthers are the five-and-a-half-point dogs of the Seahawks. This is one of the craziest lines of the week to me. This opened at six, right? They didn't announce Andy Dalton as the starter right away. 
And this moved, so money is flowing in, even if it's only a half a point. Money has moved from the open to Carolina for some reason. Bryce Young might have been that bad. uh, Maybe, but Andy Dalton, no Shaq Thompson, does not look good. Uh, I'm taking Seattle. I'm locking this one up. Locking up Geno Smith. Let's go. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you can't let Red Rifle come in and, and give him a scare. You, you just can't. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to double lock with you. I, I'll take Seattle and give the five and a half. You, you can't let Andy Dalton ride up in there on a horse and, and knock you off. But uh, it, I always get indigestion looking at this game, though, because – if it if it happens, don't be surprised. I guess is what I'm saying. It might be another uh, uh, Sean McVay situation where they're down eight and uh, a field goal or something. There's just, there's just nothing about that Panthers offense that inspires me. I've never been right. a Miles Sanders guy, so I don't particularly like uh, him or Hubba Bubba. I don't think <laughs> they're going to do anything all that great. Their receivers are kind of meh. It's Andy Dalton. I think things would just have to go sideways. Like Geno's going to have to get turnover happy. Or something crazy like that's going to have to happen. I mean, Kenneth Walker, he is the real deal. They've got great receivers out on the edges. Uh, they, yeah, the Seattle is just so much better of a squad right now than Carolina, with or without Bryce Young. I might have locked this game up. Um, Geno's, again, he's uh, one of the most efficient, highly rated quarterbacks, even after that egg that they laid in week one. Is your wife still in Survivor? Is she? Uh, she is. She is. Did, did you give I, her the Seahawks? No, last no, no, no. I gave her the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, last week I gave her the Cowboys. Uh, okay. So Ravens week one, Cowboys week two, and then Chiefs this week. Uh, Cowboys kind of worked out last week, uh, but yeah, the Seahawks. If, if you. Felt that strongly. That's one of those sneaky ones that uh, I'm sure a whole, not a whole lot of people are playing on Survivor, but you could you could get away with one if that if that comes through the way you think it, it would. I th- I thought about it, but now I'm at, it's at the point now where more than half the field is gone. It's like you know what? I, now you got to start taking sure things. Gotcha. Uh, completely understood. Speaking of sure things, Bears Chiefs. Mm. Uh, mm. Begin the. Uh, the, the, the double uh, uh, biggest spread of the week uh, because they both have yeah. the same point spread. Uh, Bears 0-2, Chiefs 1-1, one and one, and uh, almost almost lucky to be 1-1 one because, one uh, like we said, if those Jaguars could get their feet down, then the Chiefs might be also be 0-2. Uh, so Justin Fields, uh, uh, according to him, ready to play without thinking. What? Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that works. Uh, Chiefs, uh, Apparently, it takes not, a lot of thought to not throw the ball to three wide open receivers. <laughs> well, if, if you're not thinking, then you just let it go and hit one of those receivers, theoretically. I, I yes. Guess. Um, the Chiefs uh, will not have linebacker Nick Bolton, and they don't need him. <laughs> the Bears are a complete dumpster fire. Uh, Bears are plus 12 and a half at the Chiefs. I tried so hard all week to talk myself into taking the Bears, and I just couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. This is the classic Chiefs come out uninspired, make mm-hmm. mistakes, play stupid. Justin Fields maybe rips off a big run in the first half. I wouldn't be shocked 
if the Bears are winning this game 10 to 7 at halftime or some ridiculous number like that and still not cover the number. Uh, I actually, one of the few games I actually had a score 31 17, Chiefs, they cover, they win the game. Uh, on to next week. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. Uh, I tried harder than you to find a way to take the Bears because I'm a Bears fan. And I'm like, Casey's offense isn't humming yet. Uh, Chiefs do take it easy. They play down to their competition sometimes. Uh, Bears have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. I I couldn't couldn't do it either. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, yeah, Chiefs uh, minus 12 and a half. I'll, I'll, I'll give the 12. I didn't lock it up. I, I could, couldn't go that far, but it's probably the smart thing to do. I can't do it. For sure, you, you didn't do your lock yet, so I thought for sure no. this was going to be your lock. I couldn't, couldn't make myself do it. Just um, it, I think, it, I think if, uh, if I was ranking locks, this is probably number two. So, yeah. Okay. But. I, I'm still a little scared. Of the, the Chiefs don't look good. They just don't. If they don't you know, get the, Kelsey and, and, and Chris Jones back last week, they lose to the Jaguars. It's not the win-loss here. It's the points, right? The points are the only thing that scare you. I mean, we're picking on points. I don't. I cannot foresee the Bears winning this game. Right, and I can't foresee if the Chiefs win. I can't foresee them winning by less than double digits. Right. Like they're not going to pull out a close one against the Bears. Now, is there a scenario where Chiefs are up big, take their foot off the gas, and the Bears score? Sure, there's always that sure. potential with a big number like this, that there's some, some garbage time shenanigans or something silly like a, a punt block or, you know, some goofy you know some goofy shit. So we'll see. Um, but, but, yeah, here we are. We're still laying the points. The quarterback and the receivers and the coaching staff would have to show some modicum of being on the same page for me to believe that they would uh, take advantage of the Chiefs taking their foot right. off the gas, and, and there's no reason to, to believe that. So No, and the Bears have shown much worse out – I mean, much worse so far against two definitely lesser opponents than – Right. Uh, on to the now, other – Now, spread. I will say, if this was the Chiefs at the Bears, this would be upset potential. That's bear whisper time. <laughs> if anyone could see it coming, it's you. You are the bear whisper. Uh, on to the other big spread of the week. Uh, it's the reverse. It's the road team that's a big favorite. Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Dallas 2-0, Arizona 0-2. They both have uh, defensive back issues. Uh, Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL in practice. He is done. Um, and for Arizona, Buda Baker went on injured reserve with, of course, a hamstring injury because everyone's hurting their hamstring. Uh, Dallas, big favorite, minus 12 and a half at Arizona. Yeah, I think the phone call from the owner's box of the Cardinals with the GM down to the coaching staff at halftime of the last game, you know, like, hey, you guys need to cut this shit out right now. We're trying to <laughs> – we're, we're tanking. If somebody needs to tell them we're tanking, please pass that along to the coaches because that was a completely – different Arizona team in the second half against the Giants. Uh, they they just completely turtled. And they looked like they didn't even you know look competitive. And they were competitive in the first game against Washington. So how weird is this? this is their third straight NFC East opponent to start yeah. the season? One um, of those scheduling quirks. What, just, yeah, just so strange, um, you know, to go, you know, uh, yeah, who did they have week one? The Cardinals in week one. Was that an NFC? No, it's usually a division game. Yeah, 
uh, oh, they have Washington. Data skins. Yeah, they had Washington. So they had Washington, then they get Love the, the under, made money on that. So, so the struggling that I did with the Bears and the Chiefs, I, I didn't have such struggles for this one at all. I, this to me, Struggling. There's, this, this is completely non-compete. There's, I don't know of a scenario where the Cowboys do not just completely roll these guys up. They're humming on all cylinders. Tony Pollard's been the man. CeeDee Lamb has been the man. It hasn't even been Dak has been the man. This might be Dak time in a good way. Um, no. This might be covered and done with by halftime. I'll take the Cowboys squish. It's the Emmitt Smith Bowl. We talk about yeah. uh, star players ending their careers in ignominious oh. ways. Is there any uglier scene than Emmitt yeah. Smith, the all-time leading rusher Emmitt Smith, uh, running for one whatever point whatever yards per carry in that ugly ass bright red Arizona Cardinals Phoenix Cardinals uniform that that was some really sad uh, football and a sad way to end a career for for Emmett Smith there. Um, this is the first look at the Dallas D without the ball hawk Trayvon Diggs. I don't know why I'm talking myself into this, but he was huge. His gambling tactics not. not not DraftKings or anything. Calm down, Roger Goodell. His gambling, his ball hawk gambling yeah. skills, like transformed Dan Quinn's defense. Like they they already had the uh, the lightning fast up front with Micah Parsons, right? Uh, and then Trayvon Diggs said, "Okay, well they're forcing everybody to throw faster than they want to. I'm just going to jump everything. I'm just going to go for picks." And he got burned a lot, but he also got yeah, he's obviously Marcus Peters. He's, he's Marcus <laughs> Peters with more talent. That's all he is. Obviously got a lot of interceptions, led the league in interceptions. I think that's a huge loss for the Cowboys. They were a turnover machine. Josh Dobbs has been fighting. I don't know why, but he has been fighting and, and trying to compete. I'm taking the points. I'm, I'm Man, taking okay. the win, of course, but I'm taking the right. Cardinals. And that's a lot of points, especially at home, 12 and a half. I know the Cowboys are, are balling. I completely understand that. Plus 60. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if they beat Arizona by 30, uh, I guess I won't be surprised. But I, I, the Cardinals have some fight. I don't know why, but they do. So I'm going to take the points. I, I, I think it's past tense. They had some fight. <laughs> and I think the Giants they lost might have in the second that. half. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've got that strange feeling. You know, and I, I like the point that you're making about Trayvon Diggs. I just don't like it against this team. I think sure. against a better opponent, this will come into play. And you could start to see a little bit of that, you know, some chinks in the armor on that Cowboys squad. Ah, it's, this isn't the week. They, they are just going to overpower these guys. All right. Uh, on Sunday night football. But I, but I didn't bit... lock it up. I didn't lock it up. So. No, you, you, uh, your lock has been accounted for. Mine has yet to be. Uh, will it be here on Sunday night football? Pittsburgh Steelers, Las Vegas Raiders, both teams one and one. Uh, Steelers will be without their receiver Deontay Johnson for a while. He went on injured reserve with, of course, a hamstring injury. Um, and for Vegas, Jacoby Myers is trying to work his way back from being dumplings. Uh, had a big week one, missed last week. Uh, looks to be trending to come back for week three. Uh, Steelers, the underdog, plus two and a half at the Raiders. It might sound bad, but I think Deontay Johnson getting hurt might actually help Pittsburgh's offense because I think that Kenny Pickett was using him overusing him. He, he threw him the ball a lot, and he was forgetting about this other guy, George Pickens, who's probably the best receiver on that team. And oh, He's look not who's bad. Catching, and yeah, look who's catching touchdowns and putting up huge numbers in the absence of Deontay Johnson. It's like, oh, hey, maybe we're onto something here. Uh, on the running side of the ball, they can't run the ball. 
So <laughs> forget it. So if they're going to do anything in this game, it's going to have to be Kenny Pickett throwing the ball. This pick scares me. I did take Pittsburgh and the points because, I mean, yeah, Jimmy G, they lost to Buffalo, but here they are. They're back at home, and, man, Jimmy G, all he does is win, and it just drives me nuts. He's not that good, but he is one of the best regular season quarterbacks by percentage ever. And I I, I could just see it where they sneak something stupid out here, but I'm still going to take Pittsburgh and the points. Yeah, I, you know how I feel about uh, Janine Garoppolo. Um, I, I they got Janine and Devontae Adams on one side, and Kenny Smallhands and George Pickens on the other. Um, I, I see the game the same way you do. I think uh, Kenny Smallhands and George Pickens will be the big factor. I think they're more in sync than Garoppolo and Devontae Adams so far. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, not having Deontay Johnson does uh, make. Kenny small hands look at George Pickens more and it, and it's crazy. You shouldn't need to lose one guy to see how much better the other one is. I, you know, I, I don't think Deontay Johnson is a bad receiver, but he's not George Pickens. George Pickens looks to be special. Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger was doing the same shit before he retired, just over yeah. and over to Deontay Johnson. Uh, for, I, I don't know why they love to throw to Deontay Johnson so much. He's like the target monster in, in Pittsburgh and has been uh, for several years now. Um, hasn't gotten them very far, so I don't know why they keep doing that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's just—he's just a possession guy. I mean, that's great, exactly. but yeah, it's amazing how much different that passing game for Pittsburgh looked when he wasn't there. Yeah, he's all Sean Jeffrey. Like you can throw it to him a lot, but okay, and what? And, and what does that? Get <laughs> uh, so I will concur and, and take the Steelers. And now to our Monday night doubleheader, the second week in a row for that. First, the Eagles and the Buccaneers are both 2-0. and oh. uh, Although the Eagles have lost their cornerback, Avante Maddox. Hey, it's not a hammy. He tore his peck. Good for him. Ooh, ouch. Uh, uh, in this, yeah, that does not sound very uh, very nice. Uh, in this one, the Eagles are still the road favorite, uh, minus 4.5 at your new favorite quarterback, Baker Mayfield, in the Buccaneers. Baker, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I have any Baker. Although, that's a showdown matchup, so I might have some Baker. Um, you know, if we're, if I'm doing some showdown stuff, cause I usually will throw a little bit, sprinkle in some stuff on all the primetime matchups. I like to do that. I, I sprinkled in, I had $21 lineups, uh, last night for, uh, Niners and, uh, Giants. And I think I ended up losing like a dollar. Okay. So 20 bucks in and I got 19 back. So like, okay, well, that was fun to play. Yeah. Um, so yeah. If you break even, you're you're winning. That's how I look at. That's like going to the casino, right? If you walk in with what you, if you walk out with what you walked in with, you won money. Um, Much better feeling than leaving down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was down a buck, so no no harm, no foul there. So um, Philly's been, eh, you know, they, they 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 hung on against the Giants. I don't think they looked particularly good in Week One. Uh, Tampa has got this sort of renaissance going on with this offense and this connection that you've got with Baker and Mike Evans and Rashad White was playing really well. Like they're really humming right now. And Tampa's defense has really looked excellent as well. They get a little primetime love here. I don't say they go all the way to spring the upset, but I can, I think they can keep this close and competitive. I'm going to take Tampa and the points. Yeah, I, this is probably much more like Baker hatred or Baker hate. Yeah, Baker. 
<laughs> that sounds like something that should be patented. Baker hate. Um, I'm taking the, I'm hating, uh, got the Baker hater aid. I just, he's not very good. Uh, the Buccaneers oh, no. are not, not, not very good. Not good. And this feels like a, a gift, like the Eagles minus four and a half here. Like if they get lucky and win by like six or seven or something on a, on a last second touchdown, they still cover it up there. I think they're a much, much, much better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's time for the Philly front seven to terrorize Baker and, and put the Bucks to bed early. Uh, this feels like uh, a three touchdown blasting of the Bucks and putting them back uh, down where they're supposed to be. This feels like the Eagles sort of sending a message there. Right? Yeah, you love the Cowboys. You love all these other teams. Hey, we're still here. We're still uh, going to dominate. Uh, so I'll take the uh, Eagles. I'll give the four and a half and I will lock that one up. Yeah. Yeah, just the Eagles just haven't rounded into shape yet. And it's September, you know. A lot of these teams are still preseason mode. Um, you know, we're only into week three, and I just haven't seen the, the Eagles haven't had that game yet. You know, it's like wow. You know, they struggled with the Vikings. Like, Ooh. yeah. Well, I guess that's how you got to do it. Is is the teams that you know can put those games together. You got to pick them and, and get them before they show you that they've rounded in the shape. Because, like I said, Philly minus four and a half in this spot against a team that I think they're much better than. That, that's a gift. That to me, that is. And a this opened. Gift. This opened at six and a half. So there's the sharp money's going to the Bucks. Mm, okay, we'll see how that works out. Um, I, I'm I'm not loving it. That that's just me. <laughs> okay, for a minute I thought you were going to lock up this next game. <laughs> Rams been. Uh, maybe I should. Rams, Bengals, uh, the surprising L.A. Rams, one and one, playing probably much better than most people think. The shocking Cincinnati Bengals, zero and two, playing much worse than most people would think. Um, and as we have already talked about uh, earlier in the football party, Joe Cool's got a calf problem. Joe Burrow is uh, had been held out of practice until I think today he did finally get back on the practice field, but. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be able to play Monday night. And if he doesn't go, it's going to be someone named Jake Browning under center for the. Bengals. Yeah, I, I have no idea what they're doing. Not, I don't either. I don't know if they know what they're doing, uh, but we do have a line. So we're going to make the pick Rams plus two and a half at the Bengals. Obviously, if that's not, this is not a two and a half point spread. This might be. No, Rams. it'll be three the other way. Yeah, it'd be Cincy plus three. Um, mm-hmm. However, I'm still taking the Rams because I don't think a nicked up Joe Burrow with a calf, which saps his mobility, is going to do him any favors against that Rams front. Um, and Sean McVay's been – Matt Stafford's fountain of youth so far this season, throwing to Puka Nakua, who's got the all-time record now for the first two weeks of what 20 receptions in the first two games and Stafford's been back there throwing for 300 and slinging it around. I'm more worried about Aaron Donald and that Rams defense going up against a bruised and battered and hobbled um, Joe Burrow. And, and, and if he guts it out and puts the team on his back and slings it to a victory and wills this thing because they can't go to Owen three, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm not. Uh, I'm taking that Rams D line to make it hell for him. We might not see Joe Burrow for the whole game. Um, and it's good that I don't have that much time because I'm gonna say the same thing you said using different words. Again, oh. 
Aaron Donald versus either Gimpy Joe Burrow or something named Jake Browning. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, can't can't do it. Can't do you, it. You you, you got to compete, or else you're gonna wind up getting your doors blown off by Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Uh, I concur. I will take the Rams. I didn't think to, to lock it up, but maybe that would have been the smart play before they announced Jake Browning uh, and make a, a line change there. More on our after show when we come back. Now into our VIP after show program. Yeah, that we we knew we had the underdogs. We counted them up, and we knew we were going to have, but we definitely don't have the same underdogs. So this is going to be a very compelling week to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't feel like we disagreed a ton. It only felt like I'd say five or six. That that's that's enough. Um, let's see what we got here. That's what it felt like to me too. Something along those lines. Mm, looks like five, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we agreed on a lot, but, you know, where we disagreed, I mean, you know, there's some I'm like, well, I'm glad you disagreed with me. That's, some of them feel gifty to me, and I'm sure some of them feel, I'm sure, like, you know, you're probably loving that I took Tampa, and I'm loving that you took Arizona. And mm-hmm. We'll see yeah. how those go. Yeah, that, that, I was surprised that you uh, took Tampa, then I shouldn't have been because of what, what Baker's been doing for you. I'm not, uh, I told you, I'm not. I don't, you know, this is not the week that I'd be writing Baker. Even if this was on the main slate, this is not the week I'm writing Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, the lineups I've made so far that I've entered this week, uh, a heavy Cowboys lineup. Uh, I, You want to talk about, you know, when they talk about contrarian plays, I actually have a Texans offense lineup because it's so cheap. Hmm. That I was well, able to make a lineup with Stroud and you know uh, and Nico Collins and Tank Dell so cheap that the rest of my team is you know like Tyreek and Justin Jefferson <laughs> you know sometimes those work. Texas with that garbage time uh, offense, yeah, they've been they've been racking up some yardages and yeah. points. And uh, pretty sure I'm gonna end up making a lineup here. Um, before we get to Sunday, that that's going to heavily stack up that Minnesota Clippers game. Sure. Because I mm-hmm. want a lot of, you want a lot of pieces of that game. Now that game is a little more expensive to get the pieces that you would want. So that means that you've got to start bargain hunting. You know, I was primed last week. I showed you that one lineup that I had that won me the $75. I had another lineup that netted me 20, which was not bad. Five into 20. I had that lineup at four hundred dollars uh, about end of the first quarter of the afternoon slate. I was that lineup was making me four hundred dollars. I think I was thirty ninth out of God knows how many people, like thirty thousand. I had the Broncos defense. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> and the way they score defense is you start with ten. Sure. automatically, and I ended with zero. So I'd have been, uh, yeah, I, if the Broncos defense just did anything, I would have <laughs> really done well. And I just kept watching 
Washington in that second half scored, scored. I just kept watching the money dwindle and dwindle mm-hmm. and dwindle. But at one point, that one lineup that I had that that was a it was a four hundred dollar winner. I think that was my Daniel Jones lineup. So I had Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and Hodgins in that game. I didn't have Waller even. And I still had that lineup up to $400 because that was one of those where I just had every piece was like on DraftKings. Every guy had the fire symbol next to him. <laughs> and then Broncos defense zero. I was just like, I could have died. Yeah. It's gambling, right? That one hurt. But I mean, I still won money. So I still sure. ended up up for the, I, I think I ended up total after everything was all said and done. I netted like almost 50 bucks last weekend. So that was good. Yeah, that was fun, but 400 would have been really nice. <laughs> well, of course. Cause uh, you know, that's my whole thing is, you know, you, what you want to do is early in the season, you want to get that nice hit that doesn't have to be, you have to win the Millie maker. You just, you know, you win a hundred or 200. Cause then that allows you to start playing, a little bit higher stakes with a little bit higher payouts. And then you just start, but it's not that easy. It, I wish it was. I really wish it was. Yeah. Um, yeah especially when I'm have... watching 20 showdown slate uh, things go and, oh, don't you know, I, I tell you what, I would have won a lot of money last night if that last touchdown had been thrown to Kittle instead of Debo. Because wow. my highest payout lineup, I had Kittle in the captain spot. Hmm. And I had Debo, but the person who ended up taking it all, and I think there was only, this is no joke, the person, I think the highest payout last night on the showdown thing I was in was 1000 bucks or 1500 bucks. The difference between that $1,000 lineup and my $4 lineup, which was my top payout, was seven points. Right. So if you imagine what happens if you flip-flop that touchdown to my captain, mm-hmm. right, that's huge. Um, but it wasn't meant to be. No, that, that's how it works. You, I, I, when, I, when I have a your... lot of fun. With the, I think I enjoy the DFS more than the the, the week to week. You know, which I do. I, I haven't done that in a few years ever since I retired. Um, with my my multi championship season. <laughs> <laughs> when we when I yeah. won both the leagues we were in, uh, I was just like, right. that's it. I'm done. I, I ran. <laughs> I rode off into the sunset like John Elway, Peyton Manning. Well, it's uh, the the week to week can be uh, frustrating. Now I'm done, especially when you're me and you're killing your running backs one uh, by one every damn yeah. week. Yeah, well, I had a lot of Nick Chubb on Monday night. Yeah, so you you feel the pain. Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at the lineups that win all the money, and there are these lineups that had the backup Saints and the backup <laughs> Browns running back, and I'm like, there's no way. That's, That's a one-off lineup. That is a degenerate who played 50 lineups. <laughs> That's who wins. At the, That's you who already wins. know. That's you who already those know. Goofy, those goofy showdowns. Mm-hmm. And you just want to get that one chalky one because the time that you don't play a chalky lineup is when, when that's going to be there. Off, right. That's yeah. when Justin Jefferson has three touchdowns, and you thought you were the smart guy <laughs> in the room, and you played a whole oh, time T.J. Osborne, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, T.J. Hawkinson kind of week. Right. Yeah, okay. If it was that easy to predict, then everybody would do it. So, 
But no, it's, it's, it is fun, uh, you know, as long as you don't get too wrapped up in it. But just like with real gambling, I, I have a similar uh, strategy that I'd like to uh, get a nice big hit, you know, at, early in the season so that I don't have to keep depositing 10 and 20 $30 uh, every damn right. week. So that's where I've been lucky is I made a little on basketball, made a little on baseball. I've started the NFL season here, and I haven't had to deposit money. So I'm playing with last year's deposit, so – that for That's me what is you want to do. Yeah. That's definitely what you want to do. So I'm still uh, bankrolling from those uh, that weird streak of parlays that I hit in baseball uh, this summer that uh, did me pretty well in, in one of my accounts. So I'm still working off of that. But then uh, another sports book will start show, you know, throwing me promotions and uh, 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 insurance bets. Like if you just you know, deposit ten dollars embedded. If you lose, you'll get the bet. You know, get it back as a free bet. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm a sucker for that. I, I definitely take that when I see it. Um, problem is, I'm losing the original bet, and then I'm losing the free bet too. And it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> doesn't do <laughs> you know, doesn't do any good to get a free bet if you're going to lose that too. We were talking about our our blonde bombshell betting experts who are always wrong. Yes. You know, like what I was telling you about the, like, I wish I could have called you to hammer the sky more under <laughs> receiving prop. So I'm sitting there today on the X Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. It's X Twitter. <laughs> um, and there the it is. The MLB Network flipped with their, their, their blonde bombshell telling you that your gambling prop of the day is Ken Waldachuk under five and a half strikeouts. Seven. And what did he do? Oh. Seven. <laughs> and I didn't pick up the phone and hey, hey, Dre, oh. put me a 20 on Ken Waldachuk over five and a half strikeouts. <laughs> well, you wouldn't do that because that's crazy. Who would do that? Ah. <sighs> But now you see, maybe you should do that. She can't be I wrong swear. every time, can she? I don't know, but they are they're, they're just very rarely do I ever see these, whatever they, like Cynthia Freelands or whatever they are. They're never right. Maybe that's the game. Maybe that's the trick is they're so wrong all the time that people keep watching going, God, this chick doesn't know shit. Yeah, I can't this, believe this shit. Maybe yeah, that's they it. make maybe me miss Jimmy the Greek without the racism. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole point. It's just make however you want to make people watch. Just make them watch because the rating is all that. Matters. And no one's gonna approach her in the street with a with a list of her yeah. wrong bets and show well, her just how wrong was, she is. Uh, somebody was trashing Colin Cowherd for good reason usually on yes. uh, on the X Twitter because he does his five picks of the week for football, right? So oh, is he is he a Yahoo expert? Bad no. He's one in nine in the first oh, two weeks on his on worked. his five one and nine in the first. At two least weeks Yahoo expert his... was like batting three hundred. Like that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, one oh my and nine, and he wow. gets to cherry pick. He cherry picks the games. Uh huh. That, so he's not I'm picking all the games. So imagine if we just said, okay, each week you and I are just going to pick five games, and those are going to be. And that's how we're going to score this against each other instead of picking every game. Right. And we don't no, even that, have to pick would... against each other on the same games. It's just each week, here are our five. These are our five locks of the week. I mean, yeah, that's basically what he's doing is his five locks. 
Right. And he, and he keeps getting nine. it wrong. <laughs> Take the opposite of the locks. Again, that's the, that's probably the name of the game is he just, whatever the five Man. is, he doesn't care. And if he loses, that means that people are watching because that's how bad he is. Man, you got to watch this guy. He sucks. Either way. I, I'm, okay. Uh, now I am. Okay. Here we go. Colin Cowherd blazing five. <laughs> You're doing it. You're falling right into his trap. You're do, you're going and giving him traffic and giving him a tip. <laughs> Awful announcing. Smashed him for week one. Um, okay, here were his. <laughs> here is his blazing five for week one. Uh, if okay. you want to go back and look at the results uh, yeah. for week one, Steelers plus two and a half. Uh that would be the uh, Niners bludgeoning them thirty to seven. We we also had that one. Uh, we did have the Steelers, so we can't laugh yes. too hard. So we can't laugh too hard. Uh, Colts plus four and a half. Uh, that would be Jacksonville bludgeoning them by ten, and we had the Jags. Okay, Patriots although, although plus four. Colts Colts played them tough, right? Colts were beating uh, them. early. They played them tough early, and then that got away in the second half. Yeah. Pats plus Close. four. Uh, Pats plus four. That would be uh, the Eagles pulling it out by five. Now, that's the opposite. The Eagles should have beat them by three touchdowns, and they just kind of took their foot off the gas. Yeah. Yeah. Did we have uh, that the one? The Eagles covered that. Yeah, yes, we did. Okay. So far, we're two and one. <laughs> He's 0 oh and three. Uh, Chargers yeah. minus three. That's a big fat L because that was that Dolphins game. Uh, that was Miami winning by two. Uh, in the back and forth shootout, yeah, uh, and I and you had the Dolphins and I had the Clippers. Okay, and Giants plus three and a half. That was his week one blazing oh. five picks. Why would he do? Well, okay, so we reversed that one because I had the Cowboys and you had the Giants. So, so I, so we're both what three and two. So we both went three and two. He was O <laughs> and five. Yeah, yeah, that that's an expert. Yikes. <laughs> okay. Um, here were his week two ones. All right. Bears plus two and a half. Oh no! Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know you're all choked went. up over that one. Uh, so Tampa pulls that out by ten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Giants minus four and a half. He just loves the Giants. What's what's going on with the Giants? Yeah. Uh, so that's the, uh, so yeah, they do not cover that. They won that by three. Right. So that and was the loss too. So that's L L and seven in a row. We uh, lost Broncos, that too. Broncos minus three and a half. Oh boy. Um, of course the, uh, potato skins, uh, pulled that one out. I had Denver in that one. Yeah. Patriots plus three. And the Dolphins win by seven. And you had the Patriots that one. And Panthers plus three, which I believe is a push. It is. So that's that O nine and one. O nine and one. Ooh. Ouch. He's <laughs> cold. Okay. You know, bat- batters start the season cold. All right. Well, let's see if this is. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Here are his picks for this week. <laughs> oh God. Are you going to make me put this on the on the blog and keep up with it? <laughs> No, but okay. this is just funny because now we'll know if we're screwed on our picks or not because this guy's oh nine and one. Uh, the cooler. Rams plus one and a half. 
but we have the Rams plus two and a half. But he's got the uh, he's got the Rams. So. <sighs> oh, okay. I'm looking down. At oh, wait. I'm sorry. Okay, not Rams. The Chargers is the Chargers oh, plus one and a half. Okay. So Chargers plus one, right? That's what you had. Uh, we disagree yeah. on that one. Yeah, I'm, Saints I'm, I'm with him. One. Oh no. Oh, Saints plus one. Uh oh. I'm, I'm with him on that one too. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> team Team Manderskins plus six and a half. We're both with him on that one. Yep. Pa- uh, Patriots minus two and a half. We are both on the Jets. Yes. And Rams plus three. So, hey, he didn't pick the Giants. He didn't. Oh, that so was we'll now. see. I'm just curious because any, how do you go o nine and one? Oh, we've had cold streaks before. Uh, we, we've I had know. two and twelve weeks or two and fourteen and stuff like that. Yes, it we happens. have. It, it absolutely. Yes, if we, have. If we, if we I promise you, if we did our our best five, our five locks of the week, we'd have o and five weeks scattered here and there throughout the years. I promise. Oof. That's just a, that, that, that's a that's an awful start though, man. There's been weeks I can go back and pull up my uh, confidence pool because I write uh, I, I type them in and keep up with those uh, every week. There have been weeks where like my four or five most confident picks all lost. So it, <laughs> it, it absolutely my 16, 15, I mean, 14, 13 all lost. So oh nine and one though. That's not yeah. even at the Mariotti line. No, that, that's that's not at the uh, the Yahoo uh, expert line. The three hundred. That's 100, or that's actually that's zero. <laughs> zero. That's a push there. <laughs> that is zero. That is zero, nine, and one. It's 0 for 9 with a sacrifice bunt. <laughs> well, you know what that means? That means he's due. Right. So that's what I'm saying. The, the picks that I'm uh, agreeing with him with, he's due. He's not going to go 0 for 14, is he? <laughs> Certainly hope not. Oh, man. There was, uh, was there anything um, that we didn't talk about from week two? Um, Nothing important. You needed to get um, off your chest. Uh, we didn't I, talk I, at all about the Seahawks going in and beating the Lions, which I thought was Im- impressive. Um, yeah, a lot of fight. Um, I, I was uh, I was impressed got, by that. They got the they got that dog in them. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I don't know about all that. Uh, Tyler Lockett was the best man on the field. Is why they won that one. So yeah. Lions D didn't hold that lead uh, in a bad pick six by by Jared Goff. And he had an uh, interceptionless streak going. It was 383 straight throws, and that was a terrible that way to a, end it. That was, a, that, was all, yeah, that was yeah, that was that was that uh, was Kadarius Tony time. Tony time. Oh, oh no. Well, that, that, yeah, that that sucked. But uh, that was one of those where a, he threw it in the worst possible spot, right at right on the hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, you know, it's funny because we do the recap the way we do it, and I think we pretty much touched on every game. No, we definitely uh, don't touch it because some of those dog games, we we didn't touch on the Colts and the Texans, did we? No, but even when we're picking the games, we're still talking about the Colts and the Texans. No, we we did. We talked about Anthony Richardson. When we made the pick, we talked about it. Yeah, okay. We made the pick. He was running away with it, and then Minshew came in. and right. Yeah, so, so we, yeah, didn't, we, we didn't give any awards for it, but we still, you know, even when we're making picks, sometimes we're doing a recap, right? Because we're using our eyes and our evidence, so. Yeah, I would definitely go back and talk a little bit about what, you know, what happened a week before. Sure. Yeah, unless there's no reason to, like I had with uh, Seattle. I, I knew enough when I saw that Rifle was starting the game. <laughs> He's throwing um, for four touchdowns, isn't he? <laughs> Doesn't he always when we talk bad about him like that? 
I need him to – do they have a Thursday nighter coming up? Because that's when you need to fade him. Oh, because he is so bad on Thursday night football. Yeah, do we get so the bad. Panthers on a Thursday night? Who's playing on Thursday this week coming up? Uh, oh, oh, that's Lions-Packers. Wow. Oh, okay. That'll, that'll be a barn burner. That is, that's a good game. Oh, we get our first London game next week, Jags and Falcons. Already? Oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm seeing uh, – you're, you're not seeing uh, – Or Germany or wherever the hell they're playing. You're not watching uh, TV, so you're not seeing the commercials for it. Um, I I do know that that's coming up because they're advertising that they're actually going to do a – this is like next-level uh, pandering to the kids. Like the Nickelodeon shit – this is even way that's beyond the one, is that. Is that the one where they're doing the whole game as a cartoon? They're doing the whole game as Toy Story in Andy's bedroom. Yeah. Yes. On, on ESPN+. Plus. Oh. Well, Alan Williams game. might want some of that action. Just saying. Allegedly. See, hey, hey! We don't know anything about it. We don't know allegedly. the allegations. We, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> uh, but but as you said, when, they're, when the FBI is involved and they're confiscating computers... That's they don't do that just because you're watching some porn. That there's usually something uh, more nefarious to it, and it usually involves minors. Yeah, I don't think it's insider trading. Just gonna throw that out there, or, or something along those lines. Uh, you know, we're in the day and age. First of all, that's what you're into. That's if that's what you're into, that's completely disgusting. You know, as a parent, that's just abhorrent. Uh, even as a non-parent, I'm sure even that's as not a parent, uh, just saying. <laughs> But why would you save that stuff on your computer <laughs> in this well, day just, and age? Just like my uh, Hall of Infamy inductee, Jeremy Green, Dennis Green's son. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you just can't control it. You just I, you, you I can't, can't, you can't control those urges, man. But I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying. It's on – trust me, anything you want on the Internet, you can find. At any but, time. You don't you have can, to do it on work hours. But you can watch things with yeah, that oh god, but you can watch things without <laughs> downloading them. That's all I'm saying. If I watch a video on YouTube, I don't download it. Well, but the stuff that he's trying to look up and watch is probably at sites that are putting like cookies and things on the oh, computer that man. he can't get right. rid of. Right. So there's a there's a there's a, a tracking and whatnot. history. Yes. yes. But mm-hmm. if he's actually got like pictures saved on his hard drive and all that that's usually the stuff they get you for is when you start hard drive that so stuff. to speak well yeah. hey hey yeah <laughs> but <laughs> just saying hey hey <laughs> and then we don't I know mean, that that's the story all he knows is he yeah. wants to spend more time with his family and worry about his health um sure but the whole thing was weird and the way that the bears just signed him out of the building you know was really <laughs> very <weird>. quietly <laughs> No, no thanks for the service. Nothing, man. No, uh, no. At, if it wasn't for me giving worst of the week to the fans, it was. I was. I had the Bears were such a smorgasbord of awful this last week. They could have gotten five awards the way we give this thing out. That's one of the damnedest weeks of football you'll ever see. There's so much, so much that happened between the quarterback throwing the coaching staff under the bus and the. Yeah. Physical coordinator having to step away for and then the on field product later. Was so terrible. Uh, that that was that was quite the week. So hard to imagine them getting back from that and and finding a way to beat the Chiefs. Uh, we both 
tried to take the pairs and the points and yeah. we couldn't, couldn't do it. There's going to be some cover zero. There's going to be some Marquez Valdez-Scantling oh, standing in the end zone with nobody at the until about the 30-yard line. MVS just all alone in the end zone. I'm probably going to bench T. Higgins and start Sky Moore. That's how much faith I have in the Bears cover zero. Or is that how little faith you have in Joe Burrow and that too? That Rams defense getting after yeah. him. Uh, absolutely, that too, and a, a little bit of I, I get. I don't. What's the what's the reverse of being due? Uh, that T. Higgins came out of week one having literally zero catches, comes back uh, week two and scores two touchdowns. Like he's not doing that again. Like that's. I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. tempting that fate again. Well, that was funny because in uh, I don't know if that was in the lineup I sent you. I thought that had a lot of T Higgins in it, or I had T Higgins in that one. I believe you did. That lineup was wild. Yeah, that was yeah, Baker. Was... Yeah, Baker, Saquon, Rashad White, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Chig, my boy Chig, <laughs> of course, and Nico Collins and. Almost every single one of those guys had the fire symbol next to his name. <laughs> that's that's what I remember from looking at the the text, which is fire, 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 fire. <laughs> so yeah, you, you deserve to make money off of that. Yeah, that was it. But you could turn five into seventy five. You did okay. Absolutely. I, I hope to have a, a lineup one day like that where I have fire. I don't I don't play DFS like you do. I, I'll play like one one or two of the free ones, and that's about it. Because I'm so that. Uh, looking at the you know the actual gambling lines and trying to put money on that. So that that lineup that I had minus oh that was uh, okay. So this was that was this wasn't the Daniel Jones one. So listen to this lineup that I had minus the Denver defense, okay? <laughs> Josh Allen, James Cook, Zach Moss, <laughs> Stefan Diggs, T Higgins, Tank Dell, Dalton Kincaid and Mike Evans. Oof. That was my that was the lineup I had that was winning me four hundo. Yeah, that, that was fire too. And the Broncos defense then gives me zero. Mm-hmm. So if the Broncos defense had just given me anything, <laughs> I, I would I would have been in really good shape. Um, yeah, that one hurt. But you already talked about in the uh, season preview that those some of those defensive uh, lineups that just no matter how good or bad the defense is, you get that random defensive touchdown and all of yeah. a sudden you're, you're looking good. So but yeah, that Baker Mayfield uh, that Baker Mayfield lineup I sent you finished 58th out of 139,000. Man, uh, I had the Cowboys defense with that one. Ah. They were fine. Yes. <laughs> they had a good anytime, day. <laughs> anytime your DFS lineup scores 200, you're doing okay. Yeah. That was at 199.98. Yeah. That's that more um, than okay. Yeah. The top lineup was at 224, won $10,000. Wow. Yeah. That lineup was Daniel Jones, Saquon, Bijan. Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Puka, oh my God, <laughs> Zach Ertz, Logan Thomas, and the Bucks D. How do you? Man. You just can't draw it up any better than that. 
No, that's just random as fuck. <laughs> that is just random as fuck. Not not much you can do about that. Uh, so yeah, week three looks uh, it, it, it's kind of compelling with some of the picks that we got. I, I like that you're going against my lock on on Monday night. I've been poo pooing oh, the I, Eagles. I feel that's like right. I crapped on your lock. I didn't even that's right. think of. I've been, been poo pooing the Eagles all this time, all this their their ascension to the top. So now I'm going to give them love, and I'm going to. Uh, oh, you know what happens. You, got, you know yeah, what happens know. when you jump. I, you know, you jump on a bandwagon. Yep, right off the cliff. <laughs> <sighs> Baker's got to. He's got to cut this out at some point, unless he's going to the Pro Bowl this year. Then, the, you know, there's nothing well, to do I, I mean, that. okay, you know what this Baker start has given me? This has given me Sam Darnold vibes. <laughs> Remember yeah. when Sam Darnold was MVP after like four weeks of the season, and then he's three and witness, oh, he's around. And then he went into then he went into witness protection. <laughs> That's what this Baker start feels like. Yeah. Or hey, Baker Mayfield, he's got really good weapons around him. Uh, he's definitely got better weapons around him than I think he had in 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 uh, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Oh. I mean, he's got real offensive players i mean you know even you know both of the receivers the tight end is good rashad white seems like he's the real deal so it's amazing what happens when you just have good players around you and maybe he actually you know took advantage of his opportunity might this might be his last opportunity he actually straightened up his act and then he's yeah. taking it seriously and then playing good football well he he showed out with that little cup of coffee he had with the rams last year remember that oh i definitely remember that because i picked just, him a couple times and you're like what the walked, hell just walked in off the street mm-hmm. and it was just lighting it up it was like okay that's how, it, that's how it goes sometimes yeah that makes a difference when you throw into you know cooper cup Sure it does. But who needs Cooper Cup when you've got Puka? <laughs> Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Yeah. Uh, lighting it up for the Rams now. Hey, they they they're hot. Well, that and we might be they might be going against Jake Browning again. I don't know what a Jake Browning is, but uh, the way the 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 way uh, Burrow is hobbling around off the field, like that doesn't look like a guy that's starting in the NFL the next week against Aaron Donald. Like I wouldn't do that if I were right. the, if I were the Bengals. And, and don't and don't discount the fact that Matthew Stafford is a legitimate NFL quarterback. He is. He's he's old as fuck, and he probably should be retired, but he is legit. Yeah, they saw enough out of Kyron Williams to send Cam Akers packing. You know, that relationship was was dead and and buried. They they do they plain don't like each other. So that was uh, they're gonna well, get no. rid of him one way or the other. I mean, I wasn't joking. I know I was overstating it when I talked about his one point eight yards per attempt, but I wasn't <laughs> far off. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it wasn't good. Uh, no, no, it, it was it was. Pretty, pretty god awful. Um, did he play in week one? Uh, Cam Akers, twenty-two rushes for twenty-nine yards for Cam. Oh Akers my god! In week one, that's a one point three yards per attempt. Now he had oh a long god. of twelve. Ha! Well, what was so he doing the take, other plays? Running backwards? Well, those you take that out, he had twenty-one rushes <laughs> for seventeen yards. 
Cam? Cam? The, the, the field's that way. You're running the wrong... Cam! Cam, come back! You're running the wrong way! So imagine you're Alexander Madison. You're getting called the worst things out there, being told to kill yourself, and then the team signs that guy. Waits for that guy. Like, we'd rather have him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll make you kill yourself if you look at that. Oh, no. I kind of feel even worse for Alexander Madison now. Yeah, it's two games. Everybody needs to kind of take a right. breath. And don't and forget, those, those two games were a shootout. Uh, their first game, what was that? Who did they play in the first week? Great run D, right? Yeah, usually. And who did they play in week two? The Eagles. So you're, you're <laughs> yeah. not going to get a ton of chances. So maybe all is not lost for Alexander Madison, who still last week had a 3.5 yards per attempt. He's like triple Cam Akers. <laughs> so he's not running the wrong way is, is what you're saying. Right. I, I still don't think he's a bell cow type back. That, that's me. I never saw anything enough out of him when Cook was injured and he had to take over. I always thought he was a better complimentary guy, you know, like maybe Terminator was. And we've we've seen this play out before, but obviously the uh, Vikings didn't want to pay up for Dalvin Cook. Might might regret that. Yeah, um, and, and it's, again, I just keep going back to it's week two. Everybody. Needs no, to step back. There's really nothing that's been decided after week two. It's you know, Dallas is really good. San Francisco is really good. Philly's really good. Um, yeah, we know that. Miami's really good. pretty good. Buffalo's good. We we know who's good. And and the Cardinals are really bad, but at least they're fighting. And the, and the Texans are really bad. So uh, there's not too much. That's everybody else is kind of like you know. We don't quite know. Oh, is this we, the, we is this know, the at, least, really. at least they tried? <laughs> well. At least they tried. Yeah, I've got Alexander Man. So in that Dallas lineup, because it was so expensive, I told you I had a Cowboys lineup. I've actually got Alexander Madison as my second running back this week. This, this, this is the week to do it because he knows that Cam Akers is coming and he knows he's got to make an impression, so. And I'm telling you, I've got this Gabe Davis vibe this week. I, I certainly hope so. Is Josh Allen after, owner, after uh, watching week? Washington completely decide to not cover Denzel Mims twice? <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I've been seeing uh, stuff about him Marvin, all over the place. Who's Marvin Mims? Mar- Oh, wait. Yeah, Denzel Mims is, uh, used to be with the Jets, I believe. Yeah, he got cut. that's what I mean. So it's Marvin Mims. So Marvin, yeah, you're right. Marvin Mims. Got to gotta know your Mims when you have a podcast. Uh, so <laughs> Marvin Mims, when I watched him get completely behind Washington a couple of times, and I was just like, Gabe Davis is just going to torch these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like the, like that game you had last year where you ended up catching like that 95-yarder and then a 70-yarder on the net, you know. Because mm-hmm. Diggs never really seems like Allen and Diggs, he throws them all the balls, but Diggs is never like the deep guy. No, Diggs is the possession guy because he catches yeah. everything near him, so I, that, right. that's the right use uh, of him. Right, but then when 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 Allen wants to chuck that thing deep, it's usually Davis. Yeah, with the arm punts. Ugh. Oh man, yeah, Washington could cause a few of those. That's why we're we're not feeling great about the Bills, but are we going to be shocked if the Bills crush them? 
No, not at all. Like I said, I'm just guessing on at this point, all you can do is guess on when is Project going to have the arm punt scheme. And right. I, I don't know what else to base that on other than teams that have a very strong uh, pass rush. And that's uh, that's what the potato skins seem to have uh, at the moment. That seems to be working for them. Yeah, because uh, you can almost circle those games on the schedule. You know, it's like okay, because after right. this, because after this they play Miami. Well, that's no, you know, that's gonna be. That's, no, love the over on that one. <laughs> right. And the Jags and the Giants and the Pats and the Bucks and yeah, well, actually they play a lot of good front fours this year. So maybe Allen's just gonna have one of those Brett Favre kind of seasons. Uh, I got the Pepto Bismol ready. I, I went through it last year, so I'm ready. Oh, uh, and you've got these guys taking it all the way. I do. It, it's just their time. If, if not this year, it's not going to happen. So this, this has got to be it. Those guys are not getting any younger. Diggs is, what, 31, 32? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the big uh, move. And all those teams were making that big wide receiver move, and you had A.J. Brown. and I mean, these teams were making stupid trades for these wide receivers. But you you have to. If you don't have one of those studs, you're not going to come to uh, contend. Right. I think that's all I got. Yeah, I know that's that's all I got. So next week is uh, okay for you, uh, Friday or Saturday? Uh, next week, yeah, I can. If you're not doing a game, obviously a late game, then we could do Saturday. So I'm doing a Tigers game Saturday. They have a weird schedule where they had a couple of dates that they didn't have a time for. I don't know what they were waiting for. And next week was one of those dates that all the way up to like a couple of days ago, they didn't have a time set for it oh, yet. They finally, TBD. Set a, right. Uh, and they finally set a time for it and it's going to be three in the afternoon. I, I'm pretty sure I can uh, get home and do the show after that game. I mean, um, I, I won't, I won't wait to do my, um, you know, my picks until after that game. I won't try to run home and do the picks and then be ready. For I'll have my picks done uh, by the time we do the show Saturday. Uh, but if you want to do it Friday, I can do that too. Um, so I basically I'll leave that up to you. Um, but I can do Friday or Saturday uh, next week. Yeah, realistically, I could do Friday, Saturday, or Sunday next week. But okay. I would prefer. I think. Pre- I think preferably Saturday night. That's usually my. I think that's the one that works the best for us because, you know, it's the night before. We don't have to worry about getting up doing it in the morning. So that's fun. That was fun for week one. And it's nice to have as a fallback option. But, yeah, if, if we can make next Saturday work, do Saturday. Yeah, that that's fine. I will uh, have my picks ready uh, Saturday night whenever I get home from the game, assuming it's not a uh, six-overtime college craziness. Uh... <laughs> then you might have to audible to a Sunday morning. I get it. And I might have to sit there, sit there on the phone, and change the uh, the time of the show uh, while I'm sitting there. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll make it work for next Saturday night. Um, boy, I, I I hope the money comes through for this gig because I'm I'm having fun um, getting out to these games. The weather's been perfect for all yet. of these games. Uh, no, the schedule uh, is that it, uh, next Saturday. Uh, what's the 29th? Next Friday, first checks yeah. supposed to hit uh, the 29th. Um, with, with all the games well, uh, that we've done, and, and yeah, <laughs> I mean the only uh, you know there's no there shouldn't be any hesitation because this is the same company that did the baseball and that that always worked out. 
My, I guess my only uh, hesitation is this is a lot more money than the baseball. So that's why I'm wondering, are they really going to give me you know this much for each game plus the distance bonus, plus the accuracy bonus, plus the weather bonus? There, there's a lot of uh, – it, it adds up. It's, it's going to be – if they give me everything I actually earned, it's going to be really nice. It's going to be uh, going to be a lot of money, and I need it <laughs> badly. So do they so, – do you know what your accuracy bonus is going into that, or do you just – no, I, I uh, bugged the guy uh, last week. I, I asked him, was I earning the uh, accuracy bonus? Because I was afraid I wasn't because the, fir- the very first game, um, I got there much later than I was supposed yeah, told to. Me. And uh, by the time the game started, I couldn't log into the app and I missed the first drive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I bugged the guy and asked him, uh, am I getting the accuracy bonus? And he said, so far, yes. Okay, so, well, that's good. Yeah, I go by his word. Um, so yeah, looking forward to, to that next, uh, next week. So yeah, by the time we do the show next, uh, Saturday night, I'll know, <laughs> and I'll be ready to, uh, either praise the, uh, the company or excoriate them, uh, thusly. So yeah, yeah cause that seems like one else. of those things, if it's kind of nebulous and you don't know that they could just be like, oh, you just missed out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was worried about. Uh, were they going to dock me for missing the first, uh, part of the game? There's also been a lot of app issues where, um, they're expecting you to put in the player that made the play. Well, sometimes that player has disappeared from the app. He's just, it poof, like an Effingham situation. Just, he was there and now he's not there anymore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I have to put other um, when that happens. And uh, at least one or two of the time they texted me back and said, Hey, was so-and-so not listed as a, as an option? Cause we know that so-and-so has been the lead runner all game. And he ran that ball because they're keeping up with these games too. Um, and they're like, so 28 uh, was not an option? And I said, no, 28 is not an option. I don't know what happened, but he's not there anymore. So that's that's another thing that I'm, I was worried about was, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to give you guys the most accurate stats I can, but sometimes your app doesn't work right and your, your players kind of disappear on me. Um, but, but, yeah, so far so good. So that I'm go, just all I can do is go by what uh, what he what he said. So. so what's preventing somebody from just watching this game on TV? Uh, I don't know. Well, um, nothing because they actually have uh, offered that for people who are not doing a game. You can go sign up for uh, what they call on call. And what happens is if something is going on with the app or whatever at the stadium with the people that's supposed to be doing a game, they'll call somebody else and say, Hey, uh, take, pick up this game while you're sitting there, you know, on your couch and, and do this game for us uh, because we're having problems with the guys that are actually at the stadium. And then they get paid too for that. If you're on call. Wow. Figure why do you even need to, I'm guessing they think you see more there live. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, you definitely do. I can tell you just from the, uh, the training from going to NFL games and like that you see more, but I don't know how much of that translates into, the actual what happened, the result of the play. Uh, because if you try to do it by TV and the TV camera decides to cut away right at the uh, the point of the play, and you have no idea, you know who got the right. ball, uh, where it's got spotted, all that stuff is definitely better to be there live. Uh, the training that we were doing were uh, they were giving us uh, all 22 videos of like the, the national title game last year and other games from last year, and it was torture trying to do the training games from the all 22s videos. Cause I didn't know who the hell had the ball. 
I had no idea. There, there's a bunch of ants on the field with helmets, and I'm supposed to pick out who. You know, right. I had no idea most of the time who got the football, who caught it, who did what. Especially in college when they're running all these triple options, and it looks like the running back got it, but actually the quarterback had it the whole time, or he uh, handed it off, and you didn't, you couldn't tell uh, what's running back. And sometimes that happens in the live games too, where they hand it off to a guy, and he gets buried underneath with, with all the bodies, and you're like, oh, uh, who the hell had that? Um, but it's still much better live than than on TV because at least live, when they finally do uncurl the pile and get all the bodies up, you can finally then see, oh, 22 had it the whole time underneath the pile. And the the TV camera doesn't necessarily show that all the time. So, yeah, it's definitely much better uh, live. But they do have uh, people sitting there on their couch uh, getting paid to be uh, sort of backups to the people at the stadium. Okay, fair enough. So, all right, now now I'm done. <laughs> now now you're done. I already did the uh, the, the Brady Quinn. Um, so yeah, we're looking for next Saturday night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central to recap Week Three, and to get you ready for Week Four uh, in the NFL. So hopefully you all enjoyed our spirited Week Three conversation, even though we only disagreed on was it five or six? I five, yeah, it was not many. But, yeah, uh, six counting last night, that terrible game. Um, oh, I loved it. But, uh, I'm sure you did. Uh, so five uh, heads up on week three, and I'll get those uh, picks up on the blog right now. Uh, y'all, y'all, are y'all finished or y'all done? I, I think we're we're done. I think we've been done. <laughs> uh, and then I got to get up after this and go back to work tomorrow and then drive back out to the Jonesboro. I'll be, that, I'll be up at 6 o'clock in the morning head to work, so. I, I I like Jonesboro. I, I've enjoyed the games out there too. Just p- please let me park my car. I'll give you anything in the world. Just let me park my fucking car. Oh my god, driving me crazy. All right. Uh, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Thank you all for listening and come back next Saturday night. Week three recap and week four picks in the NFL. Hope you enjoyed the football party. We'll see you Saturday night.